You know, we're sitting here, you and I like a couple of regular fellows. I mean, you do what you do, I do what I gotta do. And now that we've been face to face, if I'm there and I gotta put you away, I won't like it. But I'll tell you, if it's between you and some poor bastard whose wife you're going to turn into a widow, brother, you are going down. There's a flip side to that coin. What if you do got me boxed in and I got to put you down? Because no matter what, you will not get my way. We've been face to face, yeah. But I will not hesitate. Not for a second. Maybe that's the way it'll be. Or who knows? Or maybe we'll never see each other again. And welcome, 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 welcome to the podcast that does I think we're listening to the tin. It's best film ever. My name's Ian. I'm Liam. I'm Ethan. And I'm Georgia. Hey, and we got around that with we we're, we're not even sat in that order. No, we kind of went across the table and then back again. I wasn't even looking. <laughs> that might have been beneficial to you to not do that. Possibly, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we're here for episode eighty-eight. Heat. Eight. Heat. The end of hot film summer. Film summer's come to an end. And we threw it to the audience, and uh, we did our spinny wheel of... Uh, fortune. Fortune. <laughs> which I, I never did post, but it, it was legit. It was, it was very legit. <laughs> Maybe we should post it now. We'll Trust post me. it. We'll yeah. post it. We didn't want to do Heat with do the three-hour Do you want me to post movie. it now? Like, uh, if you think about the things that would have been a benefit to Heat, the runtime was not one of them. No, no, it's not. <laughs> so the minute it came off, I was like, I kind of groaned internally, only because... We're doing the round table. We've had... Hey, we're doing a round table tonight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And B, we've had two very long reviews. We have, not, yeah. uh, not films, because yeah, 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 Funeral was only about two hours. Mm-hmm. But dense, lots of dialogue film. Thankfully, you can't say that about this film. No. No. And actually, my notes for this film are so much less than a regular <laughs> film. But I was going, that's a long one. So, mm-hmm. you guys can see the runtime by now, wherever you're listening to this. Hopefully, we should be much shorter than we've been previously. <laughs> so, let's start off by talking about where we have charted over this hot film summer, but specifically, yeah, specifically <laughs> that's, uh, that's all, folks. And Pacifically, because <laughs> we're talking about the world, uh, you know, where have we charted uh, over the past seven days? Let's talk about America. America. Uh, Britain, here at home. Uh, Canada. Canada. We've also got New Zealand. Hey, Ethan, hey, thanks for representing. Ethan. Thanks for downloading over and over and over again. <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, South Africa, Singapore, Finland. Uh, let's go ahead and talk about how we were number 15 in Malaysia. Hey. How we started in the Czech Republic. How we were number 28 in Nigeria. Number 24 in Ghana. Number 19 in Australia. So much yeah, better I, than New Zealand, isn't it? Oh, you know, yeah. Same size as well, apparently. <laughs> Actually, I can't just leave the Zoom call like I usually no, do. No, you can't. And much, and much like Lord of the Rings, it's a long walk to get by us if you yeah. want to get out of here. Um, what else do we have? Of course, we are just playing around New Zealand. I think New we Zealand are, is are, to Australia as Canada is to the United States. Exactly. So I know what it's like to be in that, you know, there's a big loud neighbor. Not bad, just louder yeah, neighbor yeah, yeah. that you live close to. And yeah. you're like, everyone assumes you're from there and you're not. So I fully <laughs> understand that. But Australia, thank you for putting us in the top 20. Really yeah, appreciate that. That's Incredible. fantastic yeah thank you uh also we've got number 11 in uganda 
We've got number three in South Korea, number 50 in the Netherlands, number 33 in Switzerland, number 11 in Saudi Arabia. Wow. Have I mentioned Malaysia yet? No. 15 in Malaysia, number five in Paraguay, and thanks for leaving the light on, number one in Sierra Leone. Sierra Leone, woo! And I must say, it seems like Georgia and Ethan were making eyes going, yeah, he's talked about Malaysia already. Yeah, he did. Malaysia, there's never too many times to bring you up. No, exactly. (laughs) Too often we get derailed about Australia and New Zealand. (laughs) Malaysia, thanks for being our Southeast Asian nation. You are always there for us. Always, thank you. You are like Monica, Ross, Joey, Phoebe, Chandler. 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 And, and Rachel. Sad man. Oh, no. She's, trust me, she's the flaky one. Well, yeah. I'll be there for you. Not Rachel Green. <laughs> All of her friends, maybe. Not Rachel Green. Rachel's my favorite. I'm, 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 you might want to have a look <laughs> in the mirror and have a look at yourself. <laughs> um, let's do some promo. And uh, last week, we had the pleasure of Jay Salahi joining we us. Did. Which is, it's always great to have Jay. Yeah. And I enjoyed interviewing him about Northwood Pie and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But uh, uh, I really enjoyed having him as just a member of the panel. It was, re- it's and, nice. you, and it's you know what? Egg, isn't he? You know what? And you know what? He's come, he, he want to come back. Oh, absolutely. And you know what, though? He, it felt pretty seamless, I must yeah. say. I must say, like, he felt, it didn't feel like you were trying to force something with a guest. Uh, exactly. He just knew kind of, oh, it was when great. Went to jump in. It was great. It's not too often I got to sort of sit back and sort of let someone else be like the, I'm the expert, but he's like the uber expert. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You're the like theoretical expert. He's oh yeah, he's the he's the one like expert. I've done yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So it's really so he comes around and says, "Why well, would I'm like I never would have thought of this." He's, he's what he's talking about? Soon becoming our sixth member of the team. <laughs> yeah, six. <laughs> we'll see how that goes. Uh, yeah. Pippin is upset about that. That oh, is sorry, true, Pippin. And happy we, birthday! Happy to birthday to Pip it's today! Birthday. And we made him sit through a movie that was really long. Was Bless long. him. He could come up and like put his paw on our laps and go and like, can we? Uh, we're like nobody. No. And it didn't help that we were eating chicken wings as well. Chicken wings. Like, I bought me. me a deep fryer. You did. Ooh, Ooh, yeah, I liked it. They yeah, were very, too. very good. If anyone would like so to see wings. the uh, uh, opening of the best food truck ever. Um, <laughs> let us know because I genuinely think we should do a chicken wing. Oh, jeez. We. By we, oh. you mean Ian cook, wing, cook wings. No, if you teach me how, I'm more than happy All to right. help. How old is Pip now? Three. Three. Three today. Yeah, oh, some yeah. people would make the mistake of saying two. They would be wrong. They would be wrong, yeah. And they would get looks of hurt. Mm-hmm. Not from Pip. So, so in human Pip, years. Pip's got no idea. 20s. No, he's, no. he's, he knows he's three. There we go. He turned three today. So in human years, I think it's 21? 21, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, it depends because some people say that dogs age 14 years in their first year of life because ah, they age ah, so much. okay. Uh, That's a different podcast. Let's move on here, shall we? (laughs) So I was promoing Forrest Gump with Jay Salahi and also the BFE quiz night, which we had out this week. So go ahead, check that out with Danny and Drew from It's a Musical Pod. Well, Danny from It's a Musical Pod, two-time defending champion, going up against, can I remember them all? Kev from the podcast that wouldn't die, Stu from SWO Productions, Carlo from The Movie Loot. He has rebranded The Movie Loot. I like it. And we also had uh, my sister, Kirsty. Yay. Uh, so sister of the podcast <laughs> so you know nepotism if, if she wins you know have at me but go ahead give it a listen would you have done better would you have done better than our it was a good episode good episode some high scores oh usually i actually have to sit down the movie was too long we didn't have a chance to do it this no, week you don't no sit down with me don't you and i go oh yeah how, how'd you do yeah uh, I, I, I do poorly normally. kind of like taskmaster <laughs> yeah. i love taskmaster get ready them like the score then months later you come together and see here's how you did <laughs> let's go ahead and talk about some reflections and corrections and this one goes out to georgia oh, no. what did i do georgia. <laughs> i'm excited 
doesn't happen often. Doesn't happen often. No. She went, we got to do Who Frame Roger Rabbit. I don't think it qualifies, no, though. I, I, made it, I knew I then looked up. 97% does. on oh, Rotten Tomatoes. It does. It does. It's totally. Because I was sitting there going, that thing's such a feat of animation. Yeah. And yeah, still, there's wrong. no way that doesn't get a positive review just from what happens on it. Plus, the story's yeah. good. You know what I mean? And Christopher yeah. Lloyd's acting in that. It's amazing. Yeah, that's Christopher that, Lloyd. I love me some Christopher Lloyd. Years, I didn't know that was him. Who's yeah. Christopher, Christopher Lloyd is the Doc Brown. Doc, Doc Brown from he Back to the Future. He's also in Cheers. He's also, he has a guest spot on Cheers, yes. Who did he play in Cheers? He was a psych, he was a painter. Oh, the weird painter. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm there. I'm there. Yeah. Cool. So, uh, there is that. So, mm. yeah, just gotta say, totally qualifies. So, yeah, for, bad, for your, there we go. Who framed Georgia? Yeah, <laughs> no one framed her. She framed, well, she said framed herself, but it's not really a frame job. She's guilty. I know. I, I did just straight up get it wrong. And then just from one Ian to another, Ian Davies got a hold of us and said, "Great review about Forrest Gump. I love oh, this film." That's I went, not a reflection or a correction, does yeah. it? Oh, it was a reflection. A reflection. I really liked that. I mean, I, I really liked last episode. Really, really, really. And on the flip side, I think it's the best quiz we've done as well. The one that just came out on Friday. Yeah. Highest quality of uh, responses, but also within that, like really entertaining people. So sometimes there are people who are like, okay, it's a quiz. And I'm like, okay, it is a quiz, but it's also like an audio property, right? Which you hope people are going to be entertained. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So can you give us a little bit of both? And these, yeah, it was, it was, it was really, really good. So uh, there's some, there's some shocking misses, like some shocking misses, oh, but, okay. but, but they laugh it up and, you know, it becomes, a, it was one of those things where like, even though we didn't really know each other, it was a disparate group of five. Uh, or at least they didn't know they didn't know each other. I think we were we were the commonality. But um, to hear people kind of mildly rip on each other was actually quite fun. Oh, so cool. yeah, really good. So did Danny held on to his crown? Is Who he Danny knows? three times? Well, you will know if you listen to you the listen to the podcast. So yeah. I'll recommend that one more time. And I'll just say numbers are great. I mean, our quiz did fifty percent better than the last quiz. Wow. Uh, the Doctor Who is like like thirty five percent better than the last one. So yeah, like the pod is growing. So if you're out there, thank you. Yeah. So, so if you're who else am I speaking to? So for those of you who are out there, thank you so much for listening to this. We really appreciate it. Let's do some shout outs. Yeah, let's do that. Number one on the list and should be number one on the list most weeks. Julene, 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 Julene. That was nice. Um, You're welcome. For like the usual, just just repping and representing and yeah. being part of the BFE fledgling fandom from early days. Maybe not original days, but pretty early on. Pretty early on. Thank Very you, Julie. Josh, my next favorite movie. We still can't say enough thank yous for your favorite month ever or best month ever or whatever it was called. Um, we can't remember. Best month name, ever. It was best month ever. Thank you so much. <laughs> I think next year you should, you should repeat it with your favorite, your favorite month, month ever. ever. Yeah, there we go. There's some branding. And you need, it needs to be July because that's our birthday. Month. Oh, I did find out. Did I, did find find out. I did find out. Uh, I did find out. I'm not sure i have it exactly 100 percent right i believe it went in last place i be- who had the most downloads of the seven days yeah, yeah, yeah. i believe it was in last place georgia oh then i Clearly believe you guys weren't good enough. ellie was fourth Ooh. ethan was third i'm losing a pattern i was second Whoa, really <laughs> greece was the word Woo! i think i got the most retweets That's the one that likes, <laughs> <laughs> I believe I have that right. Uh, Ed, get, 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 not Ed, Josh, get a hold of me if I got that wrong. Would you, buddy? Thank you very much. Uh, and thank you for having us on. We really yeah, had a great time so talking about some of our favorite movies. Absolutely. Uh, speaking of Ed, Ed from the Film Effect podcast, as always, man, they're doing, they're doing like three full-length reviews a week these these days. Ooh, wow. Um, God I thought, bless. I thought we were pretty heavy. God, God bless you guys. I mean, Jace, yeah. that's a lot. That's that a is, lot. Yeah, yeah. A lot I couldn't do it. 
I couldn't do it. But all the power to you guys. Well done. It's 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 it's, it's impressive every time I see something go up there. I'm like, because yeah. they do three hours ago, like two and a half, three hours each one. Jesus. Like we do the big one, yeah, and then we yeah, have yeah. like little like hour long snippets. <laughs> yeah, <little> ones. <laughs> yeah, we're not like every now and then we release a, a second full one, but it's like all right. Yeah, yeah. those are long nights when we do those. Oh, yeah, I don't think I have any of those lined up for a while. <laughs> Good. <laughs> I can't think of one that I actually have lined up, so we're okay. Nice. Uh, Alex from Main Street Finance, who's excited we're getting more Benoit Blanc. He said, "I hope you're right." I said, "Oh, they, they've just finished rapping." He's already told me. I hear they just finished rapping, so I hope you're right. Well, uh, I hope so, or else they wasted a lot of time there. Yeah, but no, we're getting more Benoit <laughs> Blanc. Out, I think it'll it? be yeah. Not yeah. out. I think we'll be getting a, a pretty mm-hmm. big uh, franchise there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, The recasted podcast, you said they were glad Forrest wasn't Travolta. I want to see the alternative cast. Me too. I want to see John Travolta is um, Forrest. Forrest Gump. Yeah. I want to see Ice Cube as Bubba. I want to see Joe Pesci as Lieutenant yes! Dan. <laughs> you know what? I feel like if it wasn't Tom Hanks as Forrest Gump, I wouldn't hate Tom Hanks as much in other films. You think Forrest Gump's the thing that's tainted you because you always see him as Forrest? Yeah. Okay. Does this mean we get to see Tom Hanks as Danny Zuko? <laughs> Ooh. I don't want that. That's no, weird. Tom Hanks is many things. Cool is not one of them. No. No. The point where we did the round table, I went, Tom Hanks isn't a ladies' man. Stop, stop. I don't know. I've <laughs> no, seen uh, the burbs. It's, 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 it's my, yeah, I've seen the burbs. It's terrible. <laughs> horrible movie. It's also my issue with When Harry Met Sally. Like, I, like it's a great movie. Mm. It asked me to believe Billy Crystal's a ladies' man, and that's yeah. really hard. And he's not. I, I can't like get my head around Max, that. Billy Crystal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And he's like wearing like a sweater the whole time. Like, what is this, a magical sweater? Uh, also on that note, uh, Carlo, not a huge fan of Forrest Gump. But he Ooh. dislikes Jenny. Uh, so Wizard Podcast uh, said Forrest Gump's one of his most hated films. Called it Boomer Trash. Wow. Wow. Uh, Paul and Griff and I listened to Paul and Griff show again this week great time they did Deep Blue Sea I love Deep Blue Sea oh, was that the um, one with um, Super Intelligent Sharks Coolio at the end the Sam Jackson one no no not, not, not Coolio El Cool J El Cool J yes, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. El Cool J and Samuel Jackson yeah, and one yeah. of the greatest fake outs and I learned by listening to it that he was offered El Cool J's part was he yeah Samuel Jackson he went no you don't want to do it and this is, so if you've seen the movie, you know what we're talking about. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's kind of, it's kind of massive. Is you know what I mean? What, what happens? What? Because, because of the ending. I, no, no. I think it's the oh. idea that he didn't want, it was too predictable that he'd be the, you know, he'd be oh, that, that character. That guy, yeah. So they said, what, what else you got? They kind of wrote him, I believe, if I remember the podcast oh, correctly, okay. that part for him. So I've that's great. I've seen it once. I think I saw oh, once, maybe twice. Like it's one of those. So like, I shouldn't like it as much as I should because it's not a great movie. No. Like objectively, yeah. but you watch it and you're like, this is great. Underwater shark. Give me more. It's like snakes on a plane. I've never seen that one. <laughs> you're only ever going to watch it once. <laughs> Big snakes. shout out to our friend of the podcast and our poet laureate. Dwayne Smith. Dwayne Smith. Uh, also, uh, just go watch a podcast who tried to recruit us to a cinematic council to determine the best movie ever. I kind of went, dude. That's um, what we do, isn't uh, it? That's yeah. kind of that's kind of our gimmick. If I were to go ahead and say, "Here's what the best movie ever is," yeah, yeah. yeah. What are we doing? Yeah. <laughs> so he, it's Deep Blue Sea. I think they respectfully went. Oh, I didn't think about that. <laughs> <laughs> he said, "Well, you can name something that people wouldn't think about or doesn't qualify." I'm like, nah, I'm, I'm, no, I'm respectfully, no. I'm just gonna take. I'm just gonna abstain from this one. Yeah. All, all the best to you guys but we're not going to jump in on on that specific one uh you know what I, mean? I, I love a list i'll vote for almost anything just not that I one i know but that'd bring us to an end wouldn't it It would yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Sorry, I'm going. Sorry, guys. Got a Excel got a lock sheets. up shop. I've I've determined what the, what the answer is. <laughs> yeah, my Excel sheets put in the bed. Um, <laughs> Grease too was determined. Yeah. <laughs> Chance win more for the love spy hards for all the love. They got a review on Thunderball. I think it's up right now. Actually, if not up right now, it's coming soon. So go check them out. Uh, the villains demand for the love on the way to the forum for the love. Ocho Dural Parlay Hour for the love. Cinema Recall for the love. Chuck and Ruff go to the movies for all the love. Yeah. Danny and Drew from It's a Musical wedding podcast yeah. Woo. does anyone know what what the date is on tuesday uh, uh a tuesday would be the 21st of september it would be the 21st of september anyone know why that is significant the song what song is this oh what a night late oh, I was thinking the, that's the, not december. the earth one and fire song what is that do you remember the, the tw- 21st 20th, isn't it? <laughs> 21st night of September. Do you remember the 21st? Is it? Yeah. I mean, you're both and wrong, so. <laughs> what if I put on a really deep, booming voice and went, oh, okay, I'm going to stop boom, until boom, he's finished boom, this. Boom, boom, boom. Okay, go ahead. Ready? <laughs> on the 21st day of the month of September, in an early year of a decade not too long before our own, the human race suddenly encountered a deadly threat to its very existence. And this terrifying enemy surfaced as such enemies often do in the seemingly most innocent and unlikely of places i recorded with danny and jew and that is out on tuesday the 21st of september that's the kind of thing we do so i really respect that that dedication to timing oh okay well done well done it might have been me well there we go well we really well still we had a great chat well done yeah i do like little shop I've yeah. only ever seen it once. For some reason, when your voiceover started, I thought it must have been an introduction to a community episode of some sort. <laughs> <laughs> no, I thought it was War of the Worlds. Did it? The way she was so dramatic about it. Um, you have to be dramatic about it. It's very serious. Anyway, <laughs> Danny and Drew uh, and myself discussed, if you were to choose a wrestling-related wedding officiant, who would be the best choice? <laughs> and they responded with, it's pretty much Mick Foley, isn't it? It is Mick Foley. I think maybe the New oh, Day the as a combination. Oh, God. No, yeah, that's who I want. So Big day. E would be like... Oh, congregation! Don't you dare be sour! <laughs> Clap for your bride and groom and feel the power! Yeah, that's, I want, right, okay, I officially want New Day. It's a wedding day, yes it is. <laughs> appreciate my wedding. <laughs> uh, you could have, you could have like, and, 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 and they said you could have Xavier Woods play with trombone as you yeah. go down, and Kofi could do the boring stuff. That is, yeah. I, I want that. You could do the wrestling, four weddings and a funeral. <laughs> and have the undertakers doing the funeral oh jeez <laughs> so yeah i mean also jimmy john cena would be very good and paul Heyman would be very I mean, good the rock would be very good well yeah, i think you could yeah the rock would end up like uh, you don't want to do that because the rock would end up yeah, like yeah, being yeah. so clever on the mic and like would flirt with the with the bride yeah, so much that like he'd, yeah she, she'd leave with him <laughs> okay but like, if you're stood at your wedding and your bride leaves you for the rock can you really blame her no, but that's the reason why you don't hire the rock. <laughs> you have to be in a jungle. Like, like you know, Mick Foley's not doing that. You know what I mean? No, that's true. Yeah. You know, and I want all. Of, yeah, no, all of the new day is just hilarious. Yeah, so I thought I had a good choice there. Um, and then we've also got uh, random word feather uh, by Dwayne Smith, Hermes, really? and Ed from the Film Effect Podcast. So nice. well done, guys. Uh, everyone uh, who went on the quiz promoted the poll. So uh, that's not the poll. Promoted the quiz show. Thank you very much. Except my sister. Did not promote it. Kirsty. You can maybe what guess you, doing, you can maybe guess if Kirsty won it or not. <laughs> <laughs> but we want to oh, thank again Kev from the podcast that yeah, wouldn't that die. Like Carlo from the movie Loot. Danny from its musical podcast. Stu from SWO Productions. And of course I said Kev from the podcast that wouldn't die, so there we are. Um and Did you mention Malaysia? 
Uh, no, not yet. <laughs> the Vern uh, from Video Vanguard checked it out. He wants on a future episode. I went, yeah, go ahead. And it's not easy. If you want on the next one, folks, just let me know. We'll put you in there. That the champion, whoever they may be, probably not Kirsty, is going to be defending their crown. So uh, in a couple of months, so go ahead and let us know. And uh, yeah, uh, Heat, if we move on to this slightly, Heat, uh, Dwayne Smith is looking forward to this. So yeah, thanks a lot, Dwayne. Yeah. As was Ed. Ed said it's the most the one he's most looking forward to because he's been bugging me forever to do this. And then Hermes uh, sent me a tweet that said, hashtag Ian is always right when I said that Jenny was awful. <laughs> and so as things go in this situation, I did a poll. Go on. Is that one of the sound effects you have to move over? No, uh, no, I'm all right so far. Oh, okay. <laughs> so that was uh, the question we had this week. And so the question was, is Jenny cruel to Forrest? Quite simple. And yes or no. No, um, no ifs, ands, or buts. No, well, you see, on the other hand, you have to just, is she cruel? Yes or no? Well. And the answer was, with 41 votes in, 73.2% of the votes said, yes, Jenny is cruel. She is. Agreed. She is cruel. She is until the end. Um, and so no, that's not, the question isn't, does she yeah, ever have know, a moment of clarity? Know, is she cruel? Yeah, yeah. And I somehow found myself in, in arguments with both sides. And I'm like, how did this happen? Yeah. <laughs> so there are people who are like, no, she was victim, victim of, of, of abuse. And I went, I hear you. Does that mean she's not responsible for any of her actions? Also means that she can still yes. be cruel and also be a victim of abuse. That's yes. The question is, like, it doesn't free you from no. accountability for anything you do for the rest no, of your exactly, life. Yeah. Because you were so, and I've got nothing but sympathy for people who, who have had traumatic experiences Same. in the past. Um, but it does not absolve no. us from, from responsibility. So as such, then, I was, so I was having that debate, and they're like, well, she doesn't, she's not intentionally being cruel. That's not cruelty. Cruelty, because that makes you thoughtless. Thoughtless is a, is a form of cruelty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she does not realize what, because when, let's, let, let's just break it down to this one point. Forrest says, will you marry me? He says, I know what love is. She no-sells it, goes to bed. Sneaks into his room, mm-hmm. says, I do love you, Forrest. Takes her shirt off, and they seem to have sex. Right? Yep. At which point, then, morning comes and she leaves. Now, if you're Forrest, the last thing you said was, will you marry me? Then she sneaks into your room. You've got to be thinking. Says, yeah. yes, I love you. And we are, yes, we are going we, to be. limited I'm going to be, yeah, she's, she, you know, she's going to be my girlfriend. You know, yeah. it's going to be that, right? Yeah. Or, or we're going to get married or something like that. And then to wake up with no explanation, cruel. Yeah. No, nothing, mm-hmm. yeah. Without question, cruel. Even Jay, who is the biggest apologist for Jenny <laughs> went, yeah, it's a bit of a hard one to defend. <laughs> so I was having that argument on one side, and then someone else went, I don't even think her kids forests. And I went, <gasps> I went, no, the movie clearly tells yes. us. Tells us it, he is. How does it tell us? And this is sorry, Hermes, I'm gonna throw you into the bus here. Hermes was coming to me with this. I'm going, I'm going, but, the, but the fact they both sit side by side with their heads cocked, he goes, yeah, they do. that's just a coincidence. The no, mo- no, no, that's the no, movie no, no. telling us they are. They are said, yeah. Well, how do we even know they were having sex? I'm like, well, we sneaks into the room. Well, we don't, okay, then we can't watch any movie then because there's exactly. these tropes that we go, this means this. They're not going to show you that. They? They're not going to show you this no. or, oh, or, God, be, you or, or like have her verbally confirm that, you know, ejaculation took, took, took place. <laughs> You know he, what I mean? He would though, wouldn't he? Well, yeah, maybe, but still, it was. It's just you know, Jenny. you have to have some room. Jenny. As <laughs> you're gonna have to have some room though, for like, for like, as Jay said, like sometimes you know things things happen. And, you know, it's, it's a movie. It is. It is. And not even movies got a movie to get us to a plot point, but okay. just the idea that there's certain things that happen in movies that we accept as meaning things. Exactly. Yeah. 
<sighs> so we, anyway, we, we all doubt it to start with until we see that. Moment. Yeah, I mean, so, I got I, mean, I was name dropping Roland Barth, who's like a media theorist who talks about signs. Yeah, like for instance, if you go into a hospital, if you were to go ahead and see a movie where they zip up someone inside a black bag, what yeah. do you assume? They're dead. dead. Okay, right. We we've learned this from watching media texts and all yeah, that yeah, stuff, yeah. right? It's not like they don't go, oh, this person's that. No, it's, it's so we don't get bogged down in just yeah, pure yeah, exposition yeah. all the time. They're just keeping them warm. Yeah. <laughs> The sleeping bags are very poor he, texture. He finds, he finds the lights distracting. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, so there we go. Um, there are some people who I got into conversation with. But off radar, I want to give them a shout out here because more than anybody else, they... Well, uh, let's go ahead. OSW said, Jenny's the worst. Tony said, she sucks. Beefy Boy said, Jenny was trash and used Forrest any chance she got. I'm a little bit closer to Tony's perspective. Sorry, Beefy Boy's perspective. But off radar said, I feel she is sadly a product of her abusive father. She is cruel however redeems herself at the end this Mm. device gives the film's layers that are essential we need conflict in film to make you care this film does exactly that it does something that before sunrise doesn't (laughs) (laughs) and i want to oh you have fighting words there you're like maybe more just like light slap hands (laughs) and so now let's briefly talk about fantasy football because it's that time and uh paul and griff and everybody else i'm just got one thing here that i sort of want to say here acknowledge me that's right. Acknowledge me, head of the table, number one in the standings. I lay a beat down on the field as the top point getter last week. I should have been too. Paul and Griff came out. I'm cutting a promo. Paul and Griff came out last week and went, what's all this fuss about Ian's supposed to be number one? I have a number one ranking so far. I said, there's still one more day left. And when that day ended, who was at the top of the table? Me. So one more time. Yeah, you know I'm cutting that out. (laughs) So one more time. Acknowledge me. That's right, Paul and Griff. Acknowledge me. And you know how you're going to acknowledge me, Paul and Griff? I'm playing you this week. Cool, you're starting to sound like the rock. It is on (laughs) right now. I am playing Paul and Griff, as we speak, I am the number one rated team. He is the number two rated team. And I'm just hitting the refresh button. I don't even really know how it's sitting here. I'm at the bottom. Can we also just acknowledge the fact that I would have beaten every other single team in the league, except the one I was playing? I am up by 35 points on Paul and Griff, and I'm 82% to win. So, acknowledge me. That's right. Uh, Georgia, yeah, Georgia would have beat everybody but me. So, it was a little bit of a, of a bad taste uh, there. You're playing Dudeloff Mountain this week? Yeah, I'm uh, 73% up to win. Oh, so, really? Because yeah. you were favored to lose earlier in the week. So, you've definitely yeah, yeah, had a I've good start. Around. And then Liam is going head to head with Ellie. Now, Ellie's um, got you by about 10 points in the predictions currently. Yeah, by head, Which but... puts her 59 uh, 41 currently. So, yeah. definitely could shift. But you're not last. I'm not. You're not last. No, no. no. The last place, the Jenny. That should be the name of the person who finishes last. The Jenny. The Jenny. Because she's trash. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) The Jenny is uh, our friend Amanda from the SIP list. Who had a a rough week and is currently down against Main Street Finance. So Alex, who went 0-1. Our defending champion went (laughs) 0-1. Acknowledge me. All right, I'm moving out of here now. So here we go. Uh, Our... Like the draft has got like a ridiculous amount of downloads. Has it? I can't figure that out. It was That's funny. Crazy. It was just a behind the scenes thing, isn't it? That's because I went on it. 
you were kind of in the same room as the podcast, but you weren't really part of it. Like, Ethan was more of a part of the podcast than you were. I was concentrating. So, I mean, let's go ahead and hit the movie now. Uh, you know, why? But why not give us a review if you're so inclined? Let us Please know that do. you like That'd what we're fair. doing, even though we go on about you know acknowledging me and fantasy football and all these sorts of stuff. If you're listening, hopefully it means you're a fan. And if you're a fan, yeah. why not just help us out and put something out there that helps other people know that in the myriad of other film review podcasts, we don't suck. Yeah, yeah, because that's what we're aiming for. There's a lot of there's a lot of poor quality film review podcasts Best out there. Film I'll say ever that podcast. We don't suck. <laughs> did you say first film ever? No, I said best. Oh, did you? Okay. Yeah. I don't know. Best film ever. Podcast. We don't suck. We don't. We don't po- podcast isn't part of our name. That's like if we did like a movie poster, like with our faces on it, look really dramatic. Be like best film ever. Not as bad as some podcasts. We don't suck. <laughs> oh, I want something comparative. Better than some. Longer than most. I want <laughs> Better than some. Longer than most. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead, Liam. You can never get a word in with these two. Seriously. <laughs> I mean, anybody listening, I was trying about three or four times. <laughs> That's usually me on that side. That is true. Go ahead, buddy. What do you want to say? I've forgotten. All right. <laughs> uh, let's talk about Heat. Um, Hot Film Summer. It was the winner. Uh, who's, you've only seen it before, right, Liam? Yeah, I had yeah, yeah. you. How long have you seen it? Have you seen it once before? Have you seen it a few times before? I've seen it three times, I think. Now. Okay, so first time how long ago? Oh, probably about 10 years ago. Really? Yeah. So about the time that we started this. <laughs> it was one of them films that everyone kept saying to me you need to watch this and yeah, that, for, for me that person was Ed and I was like I, was like, I really don't know if I do and, uh, and then one day I was on TV and I was like oh I will and I watched it and I quite enjoyed it and I only watched it again about a month ago see I'm, I'm, I'm so aware Ed's a friend of the podcast yeah I've had the chance to be on Ed's podcast talking about uh, Hateful Eight great film had a good yeah, time yeah, yeah. Ed knows the stuff really quite glad to see them do it as well as they are uh, the the thing is, I know he's hanging on my every word as we go through this, and I'm like, well, "What's it going to be like?" And you know, I'm not all the way on one side of the spectrum or the other. Is, on he, it. Put, is he putting some heat on you? Oh, I might be. <laughs> if I leave in 30 seconds, you'll know that I've seen him. <laughs> I felt his presence, and I'm getting out. Uh, let's talk about the context corner, directed by Michael Mann, who also did The Insider and Last of the Mohicans. Yeah, uh, I don't think I've seen either of those. Oh, I have. This is my first Michael Mann film. Mm-hmm. Cinematography by Dante Spinotti. What a great name. Oh, That's such is. a good uh, name. Did cinematography on The Last of the Mohicans, LA Confidential, The Ooh. Insider, all of which I haven't seen, but he also did The Quick and the Dead. Oh my, Total I, guilty pleasure film. Yeah, I, love I love that, that film. film. I love that film. Oh, and it's heartbreaking with Leo, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Music yeah. by Elliot Goldenthal, uh, who did Interview with the Vampire. Oh. Batman yeah. Forever. <laughs> Batman <laughs> and Robin. Yeah, with Val- yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and Across the Universe. I've never heard that. The Beatles one. The, Beatles the one song. where they do all the Beatles songs. Face, no, no, it was. Oh, really? It's a, no, it's a good film. Is it? Yeah. There we are. So, <laughs> I, was just, I was just tripping then. <laughs> so let's talk about Heat. Uh, Heat is based on the true story of Neil McCauley, a calculating criminal and ex-Alcatraz inmate. Ooh. Oh, been cool if I'd known that in the film. Yeah. Who was tracked down by Detective Chuck Adamson, I guess. I guess Pacino didn't want to be Chuck. No. Chuck Adamson in 1964. In order to prepare for the actors for the roles of Macaulay's crew, Mann took uh, Kilmer, Sizemore, and De Niro to Folsom State Prison to interview actual career criminals. Cool. So in 1994, Mann was reported to have abandoned his earlier plan to shoot a biopic of James Dean. Oh. That'd be cool, wouldn't it? That would be cool. I'm a big fan of James In favor of, of directing Heat instead. And the film marked the first on-screen appearance of Al Pacino and Robert De Niro together in the same scene. They'd previously done yeah, Godfather yeah, yeah. Part Two together, but they were playing storylines like 30, 40 years apart. Yeah, yeah. 
So, uh, Which I've never seen The Godfathers. I've seen one and two. I haven't seen three. Oh. I know it's the worst of the three. Actually, no, I'll tell a lie. I've seen the first one. Okay. Yeah, I saw the first one about a few months. <sighs> Another long film, as is two. As is two. Um, but owing to the nature of the roles, they've never seen the same scene, yada, yada. Pacino and De Niro were man's first choices for the roles, respectively, and they both agreed immediately to act in it. So, man assigned Janice Pauly, a former collaborator on Last Mohicans, to scout the locations, and uh, location scouting lasted from August to December of 94. Whoa. Look, I'm not telling you, Michael Mann, that Janice was running up a, a hotel bill on your dime, <laughs> but... Uh, that's a long time to go down to the airport. Yeah. Most of it's in LA. <laughs> Got a diner. <laughs> yeah. A couple of cool, expensive looking houses. Um, and a but, scene under a bridge. Yes, under a bridge. <laughs> Man requested locations which had not appeared on film before in which Polly was successful. The 85 filming locations, uh, less than 10 had been previously used in a film. The most challenging location proved to be the international airport at LAX with the film almost missing out due to a threat to the airport by the Unabomber. Oh. Whoa. Yeah. Uh, on the DVD, man noted it would be impossible to film the airport climax in the same way after 9-11. So it was the right time uh, because you wouldn't get that freedom of a you, live you airports anymore. No. So that's really about it. Just one last note to make the long shootout, which we'll talk about later on. More realistic, they hired British ex-Special Air Service uh, Special Force Sergeant Andy McNabb as a technical weapons trainer. He designed a weapons training curriculum to train the actors for three months using live ammunition before shooting with blanks for the actual take and worked with training them for the bank robbery. Oh. He was also one of the um, robbers that breaks into one of the apartments as a little cameo. Oh, is he really? Oh, that's brilliant. That's cool. Um, a principal photography lasted for 107 days during the summer of 95, probably pretty heat full yeah, there yeah. um all the shooting was done on location with not one shot u- using a soundstage oh good. so that is it good uh, i've got one word to describe this film off the hop Go on. stylish yeah very it's a very it's a very cool looking movie it is like the men are they look you know they're not fashionable because that because the problem with fashionable is fashionable um can date it to a time it looks stylish, but timeless at the same time. The only one I think I would say here is um, Val Kilmer's hair. Val Kilmer's hair. Yeah, I'll give you that. <laughs> I hate his hair so yeah, much. But I think his too. hair exists so that you have the, the, the climax that you oh, have in course, the story. Of course. And, yeah. he's distinct, and he's very distinctive. Yep. So you, you remember him. Yeah, though I did confuse him at one point in the film. I'll explain that one in a bit. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, they had masks on, so. Oh, okay. It's, yeah, it's yeah. not like when we're going to out Georgia for hers and other back. <laughs> yeah, uh, pretty bad. Let's talk about double top billing, shall we? Which was Al Pacino, Robert De Niro. And uh, Pacino got top billing. Yeah, he did. If you think about it, he's on the left. Left, left yeah, left, yeah. right. Yeah. Left is more important than he got top billing. So here same we go. Same level, though. Same level. Same level. Yeah, so this wasn't like a Cheers where you kind of purposely. No. Or what was the other one? Uh, Chicago, where they, yeah, it's, it's, um, Renee Zellweger's name comes first, but Catherine Jude Jones is higher. The biggest one yeah. that came with that was Taron Inferno. Um, with um, Steve McQueen and Paul, Paul Newman. Oh, is that right? And Steve McQueen insisted that he got top billing and everyone else said, well, no, it should be Paul Newman. And he didn't like it, so he fought for it and he got first billing, but he was lower than Paul Newman. So Paul Newman got second billing, but higher. Yeah. So, yeah. That's, a, that's an old trick to make both people happy so yeah. both, both agents well, can go back to their clients and go, I got your top billing. Paul, Paul Newman didn't care. Oh, no? Okay. No, 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 it's more the studio execs. There you go. Um, De Niro was the first cast member to get the film script. And he's the first one we see in the movie, Neil McCauley, uh, in some sort of an outfit, walking through the uh, airport. I thought it was a hazmat suit at some point, getting off a train, sorry, not an airport. Uh, he was the first cast member to get the script, uh, showed it to Pacino, who wanted to be a part of the film himself. 
De Niro believed Heat was a very good story and had a particular feel to it, a reality and an authenticity. And turns out, not a hazmat suit. He's an ambulance driver. <laughs> yeah. And then we meet Chris, played by Val Kilmer. There's a lot of people in this film. A lot. Which, when you're sitting side by side with someone who's got face blindness, <laughs> that became difficult. And Fun when you do the age game as well. Oh, you can. You, we'll see how we're running for time, and I'll sort of give you a, a scope. Uh, Johnny Depp was considered for the role of Chris, uh, but oh. his asking price was deemed too high. Oh, that surprises me because Kilmer '95 is a pretty big deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. When did he Batman? That was about right. I want to think it's probably just a little bit later than that. I could be wrong. I think that's nah. What's that? That's Batman like Forever. This. That one is, that isn't it? Ninety five. Oh, this is the only reason he was able to do this was because they he got a break in shooting Batman Forever. Did he really? Oh, yeah. Okay. yeah, it came out ninety five, so it hadn't yeah, hit screens yeah. yet. So maybe his price wasn't high enough yet, or I don't know, whatever the deal was. Yeah. Uh, maybe it's do you want to hang out with Pacino and De Niro, and you go yes, please. Yeah, of course, you're going to. It could you? be one of those where you go, you can afford me because maybe he got it and Johnny Depp didn't. Maybe it's as simple as that. Yeah. I'm glad Val Kilmer was in it, though. Yeah, Val Kilmer's a guy who seems like he was in a lot of places in the in the 90s, especially. Yeah. And he disappeared. I know his health got away from him and yada, yada, yada. Yeah. But um, I really always appreciated Val Kilmer in, in a role. It's not too often I saw Val Kilmer no. when he's hacking it out of there. He was good. My favorite role of him is The Doors, playing Jim Morrison. I like The Saint, even though it is kind of a piece of crap movie. Good. I do like it. With Jack Black. I've got two other people listed as possibly being able to play Chris. One of them is Carsten Norgard, who I've never heard of, okay. but you guys might have nope. done. I don't know. Uh, the other one, definitely heard of, Keanu Reeves. Yeah, oh, wow. No, he could maybe, do that. Maybe he wanted to do a second version of Point Break. They both yeah, lost out. Because I got news for you. That is very Point oh, Break-ish, isn't it? This is like Point Break with... <laughs> if Em from Verbal Diorama would be here, she'd say this is Point Break without the homoeroticism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just like more mutual respect and less like, oh, we're both so pretty. <laughs> <laughs> Um, wait, did you say Jack Black no, was no, in the Saints? I was, I was thinking to say that. I was thinking to say. Hang on. I was about to say that before I coughed. It was the Jackal. Oh, the Jackal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah, the Saints. Like, I was like, mini, mini, mini. Alyssa of Shoe, maybe. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. It was the Jackal. Okay, we then meet Lieutenant Vincent Hanna, played by Al Pacino. Uh, he revealed that he viewed his character as having been under the influence of cocaine throughout the whole film. <laughs> you can tell. I think Pacino has viewed every character he has played since about 1989 as being on cocaine the whole film. Apparently well, that explains his violent outbursts. Well, since Scarface, yeah. isn't it? Well, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> I like this. I'm going to do this for everything. Because yeah. I'll tell you what, I've gotten my notes. Uh, first note, he's a very good lover, it would seem. Because <laughs> the first shot we get of him, there's got to be a Pacino call. I want to be sleeping with a woman, and I'm gonna, <laughs> and I'm gonna be good. Who are? <laughs> just, just for the sake of my my brain, which one is Pacino? Pacino, no, no goatee, no goatee, no, go- yeah. no guy. goatee, yeah. good guy, the good guy, okay, cool. yeah, the biggest, him. Ironically, the cop's the one with the bigger, more like villain-like <laughs> persona. He, yeah. he looks psycho, doesn't he? Oh, he does. <laughs> and then we meet um, Pacino's stepkid, played by Natalie Portman. Brilliant. Her real dad doesn't show up. Uh, I totally thought they were leading us down a road where De Niro was going to be the dad. Oh, yeah. And I, 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 I was glad. I was I glad they didn't because yeah, that yeah, would have yeah. been a little bit too cliche. Ooh, I hadn't thought that. But I, they didn't resolve it either. So I think they let it sit there for a while until you went, okay, no, it's not that. But it's a nice. It's a nice sort of thing. Ethan, you're nodding a lot. Oh no, I agree with that. Okay. Yeah. You you you, you agree that you're nodding medium. a lot. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> this is an audio medium. Yeah. So, um moving on, we've got a lot of characters we get. Oh, first, uh, mom doesn't pay attention cuz she wants barrettes and not, like mom's out of her head. Oh, completely. I really struggle with mom. 
yeah. in this movie. Uh, I forget what her what her name was off oh, the top of um, my head. Her name was. You've got it there, I'm sure, Liam. Diane Venera. Yeah, but what's her character name? Uh, Justine. Yeah, Justine. I really struggle with Justine. Uh, I thought she was um, kind of there. I liked her fringe, though. Yeah, you, you mentioned that a few times. Uh, for, yeah. for people who are in North America, he means uh, bangs. Bangs, yeah. Bang, bangs in the hairstyle. Awful. <laughs> well, Terrible. So awful. I'm, I'm not great. a fan of bangs, I gotta say. It was like one of those ones where it's like you've got wrong. It in scissors burn your own hand, but you've just like half a centimeter yeah. above your Don't get me wrong. Forehead. It's I know there are some people who I know in my own life who they have bangs and it works for them because you see them without and you're like, oh my God, no, put the bangs back. Yeah. Zoe Deschanel. Because your forehead is massive or whatever. Zoe Deschanel one? Okay, great. Um, but however, there are uh, some who, who doesn't work on and this is that level, I think. <laughs> Um, so then we meet Michael played by Tom Sizemore and, uh, something feels shifty in the way he's driving his lorry and by lorry, uh, to our North American listeners, tractor trailer. Yep. Semi, whatever you want to call it. Uh, and we meet Danny Trejo, whose name is Trejo in this film. Is that how you you say it? Yeah. Trejo. I always say Trey, Trey Joe. Trey Joe. Yeah. Jays yeah. are or Trejo, yeah, it's Trejo in Spanish or Mexican oh, oh, language. Like, yeah. it's I, 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 I can pronounce an H or a Y sound sometimes. Yeah, so Trejo, Trejo, yeah. Uh, and then we're back to Val Kilmer in an ambulance costume as well, and then everybody hockey masks up, yeah. including the ambulance drivers. Like that's an intense thing when they show up in it. And Valori rams an armored car, and that's they pretty and they time the call. They say, "Okay, three minutes." And I'm but like, that's when I came through on the radio, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. And I'm yeah, like, yeah. I've seen this before. This is point break. Yeah, it is point break. This is point break for grownups. Yeah. Is what this is. And it really is. But there is this new guy. And the new guy, you can tell, like, if we've all had jobs, obviously. And um, as part of that, you always get new people. And there's always that thing when new people try to act like one of the gang a little bit too quickly. You know yeah, what I mean? And that's so not. And you're like, no, you got to earn, you got to earn that spot. And he's like, well, if this works out, maybe we can do, maybe we can do some more. Maybe I can. Just, and the guy said, just, just shut up, all right? Just, just you're talking too much. Shut up. Okay, Georgia, you said you got a fact about Danny Trejo? I do, yeah. So apparently, before he was hired to ro- play the role, he was hired in the movie. Him and Edward Bunker, a writer. Um, to be armed robbery consultants since they'd both done time for those crimes and knew the ins and outs of performing such crimes. Sounds about right. Yep. Yes, yeah. I knew, I knew Trejo had, spent, had, had done time. Yeah, 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 yeah. Then we meet John Voigt, who plays Nate. Yeah. Uh, sorry, before that, let me jump back because I was wrong there. Um, so this new guy whose name is... Do we remember what it was? We're talking about Wayne Grove. Wayne Thank Grow. you. Wayne Grove. So Wayne Grove, the the new guy... He's going on and on about it, and then they start the, the task, and they've got the armored car guy sort of standing there, and then Wayne Grove starts, like, talking smack to one of them, being like, get down! You will respect us! And it's like, you see how that pulse, like, took out, like, all of the... Uh, all of a sudden, that stuff in his ears, it's blood. He can't hear he can't you. Hear you yeah. And then he walks up and just shoots him. Yeah, like like he's giving him some jip or something. Yeah. yeah, and then he goes, well, I had to do it. And so they have to kill all of them as a result. And he walks up to the last guy, and he gives him two in the chest, and then one in the head execution style, which didn't feel like it was the MO of the rest of the gang. They were here for a purpose. It was very businesslike. Get in, get out. It wasn't hurting people for the sake of hurting people. It was a business transaction. Yeah. Um, then we go to John Voigt, and uh, we find out uh, John Voigt's Nate. He's kind of like a broker. Yeah, he's the one who he gets sets him. up. He sets up the jobs. Neil with people he, who need the his eyes and ears of yeah. um, what's going on around them. He's and, like an agent for crime jobs. Like an evil Q, maybe <laughs> <laughs> an evil Q. I like it. What are the people called that have lots of prostitutes? Pimp, pimp, pimp. 
He's a pimp for awful jobs. It's like saying, no. it's like saying someone who's like a letting agent is a pimp for houses. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly what oh, they are. Oh, give me a break. <laughs> the word you're looking for is broker. Pimp. <laughs> afterwards. Oh, broker. Afterwards. Uh, There's a pole there. And I got, oh, Pacino's the cop? Of course Pacino's the cop. Of course he is. Uh, I, I think, how much to bet De Niro's the real dad of the kid? Obviously, I was wrong. Yeah. Uh, we found out from uh, hearing Pacino's, because they come on the scene now and he's seen everything that's happened. And we found out they stole $1.6 million and left the loose cash. He goes, of course they did. In and out in three minutes. Again, point break. <laughs> yeah, I said, feels very point break. Yeah. And he's like, he's like, Hannah's really good. And he's telling us how good Hannah is. And this kind of starts kind of like a mutual respect or mutual admiration society between the two sort of leads. Yeah. Uh, not a bromance per se. No. Uh, but yeah. So then we go to the diner and uh, De Niro comes in. Macaulay comes in and he sits beside wayne thrope wayne right wayne grow thank you it's a really weird name i like the way he sort of shoves him over shoves him over and just like starts beating him up in the diner in front of everybody yeah wax his head on and the, he table. Goes, look, on the we, table on the window look yeah. we look we we, we, we got to go ahead and settle up outside is what we have to do so they go ahead and take him outside and it's totally a hit like they're gonna dump this they're gonna, oh, they're, yeah. gonna they're gonna kill him put him in the trunk of the car they open the trunk the trunk's full of like uh plastic like garbage bags yeah, or plastic yeah, yeah. like it's, it's just like they're gonna dump Sheets. a body yeah, yeah absolutely like tarpaulin, yeah, yeah. Kilmer's on the lookout. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. And then they find out there's a cop. I think Sizemore is the one who notices there's a cop. Maybe it's yeah. Kilmer. There's a cop coming. Don't do it. Don't do it. And in that time, I don't know why no one's watching Wayne Grove. Exactly. This feels like 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 gangster, gangster 101. <laughs> yeah. Especially if, the guy you're about to you're shoot. towering over someone. Yeah. Peripheral vision exists. Yeah. Or you, you, or, or, or you know you've got three people who are helping you out. Yeah. Just put a knee in his back. You know what I mean? Like, That's oh, absolutely. I don't get it. Um. Anyway, uh, Wayne Grove gets away, and this is where we meet Charlene Shaherless, played by Ashley Judd, who's married to Val Kilmer's character Chris. Yep. Uh, while researching her role, Judd met fev- several former prostitutes who became housewives. Mm. Which was that the gimmick? I never. I don't remember hearing I didn't, that. I didn't know. I didn't. I didn't maybe. Maybe that. on a first viewing, I didn't catch it. I think uh, it was very loose. Was it okay? Alluded to. There was a lot of fast talking in this, as far as like you, they weren't going to slow it down for you at any point. Oh no, no, that was a roller coaster. Wasn't it? I yeah. really needed them to slow it down. Um, she's Kilmer's Chris's girlfriend, wife, I guess. Uh, he made eight thousand dollars. Is that or is that what he's got after? Is that what he got left in the bank account? They've only got eight thousand dollars left. Maybe that's it. Yeah, like he should have a lot more. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, there's no way that armored car job only paid eight thousand. It was no, one point no, no, six no. million. Maybe he, that's all they've got in the bank. He must be spunking the money. We, we, well, we find that he's yeah, a gambling yeah, yeah, addict, yeah, yeah, don't yeah. we? And he lost everything in Vegas over the Super Bowl weekend or something like that. <laughs> and so she's ready to leave him. Uh, she, he feels very John Travolta in Pulp Fiction in this scene. Yeah, he feels very John Travolta, yeah, yeah, yeah. and this the would have been well. this would have been a year after Pulp Fiction. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so I wonder if there's some Pulp Im- Fiction. <laughs> yeah, I wonder if there's an influence there. Uh, she lectures him about growing up, and he doesn't take it well. No, no, um, not He don't like being told what to do. Don't like being told what to do. No. Uh, and then we go to uh, Lieutenant Hannah at home. Lauren's dad didn't call, didn't show. Which, if you're me, going, it's the same guy. Of course, he didn't call and show. He was he was doing a bank robbery. Oh, the armored car robbery. See, that didn't cross my mind. Oh, it totally was. I think that's because I've seen it before. That would probably make sense. And, you, I, and I can't remember my first viewing. Oh, no? Okay. No, so I can't remember what uh, I was Justine lectures Vincent about not being home for chicken. I'm with Vincent here. I am a cop. You know, I'm a cop who's like a lieutenant. Like, I'm like, I'm a big deal. Yeah. I've got people doing real go, things. Right, sorry, I'm going home. I've got tea. Sorry, guys, the murderer's going to have to wait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> Mrs. Way, Mrs. gets upset if I'm not home for chicken. The way Pacino says his lines in this scene is as if he's just forgotten them. Because he's like, oh, you know, I'm sorry that you overcooked the chicken. Oh, I think he's like, he's being sarcastic. Yeah, and so, you know, when sarcastic. you're in a fight with someone yeah, yeah, and you're yeah. searching for that word and you're like, well, for me, I've always really never had a hard time finding the words, unfortunately, <laughs> no, at times. You know, I, can be, I can be very quick when I'm angry, unfortunately. <laughs> Uh, but no, uh, I had more of an issue with her because I'm like, it, it didn't feel plausible. No. Like, I get it in some situations, but surely if this has been an ongoing thing in their life, him being late for dinner, this isn't the first time. So why is it this big of a deal? No, and that's, and that's a trope, isn't it, of um, policemen? In, in in movies especially, in, in movies, yeah. The yeah, whole, like, yeah, always, he's married to his married job. job. Yeah. I can yeah. give one line of dialogue that they could have included in this, which would have fixed the entire thing. Sure. Because her ex-husband never shows up anymore. She thinks that will, is what will happen with yeah. him. Yeah. fixed it. Laura needs someone who's going to yeah. be here. Look, her real dad's... In the, you can be that guy. Be a conflict. Especially yeah. at the end as well. Yeah, you know what? It, it would have improved it. Yeah. There was room there. No, there was room to make this feel organic and plausible. And they didn't. No, I'm 100% with you on that. But you know... Okay, here, here might be a flaw I have with the film. If it wasn't about De Niro or Pacino pretty much didn't count no nope, it didn't no we're not gonna wrap up kilmer, any of those storylines kilmer and sizemore at least kilmer gets a side plot yeah yeah, yeah sizemore yeah. didn't even get that no nope. no like basically any other characters it, it's about two guys yeah of course yeah. um well two big names you, two uh, big names yeah you're gonna keep them in you and so um macaulay then goes out to a diner and meets edie played by amy brennerman who i thought was pretty good i like it Oh, she's better for Justine. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, she asked him questions about the book he's bought, and as the questioning continues, Liam, you brought this up. There's this score that's like an irritating, like, heartbeat kind of sound in yeah, the background. And you can feel it building. And it gets louder and builds and builds, yeah. and you think it's about to turn into something to show his irritation yeah. with what's occurring. Georgia? I just got that uh, Amy Brenneman disliked the script and didn't actually want to be in the movie, saying it was too filled with blood and no more um, no morality. Michael Mann told her that with that in mind, with that mindset, she'd be perfect for the role. Oh, there we go. Yeah, because oh, she didn't want. Yeah, yeah. Um, he apologizes to her because she works at a bookstore, mm-hmm. and they get better acquainted. And I, I guess they wanted to seem naive, so they made her southern. Yeah. Well, they kind of made her southern for like I feel like half the movie she didn't remember she was southern. I've only been in this city for one year. Yeah, where were we before that? I was in New York City, <laughs> <laughs> but I moved to L.A. for my graphic design work. Oh, um, they go from the diner to his apartment, staring out over the city. Uh, maybe a really bad background in play there. Oh, that was pretty. It's bad. a bit rough. Yeah, I mean they could have done something better. I mean, you think like the year before they did. Forrest Gump. Yep. You know, and that was amazing. Yep. With the, the technology they were using. So for this, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I can't forgive it. She asks him, she goes, are you lonely? Which feels like that's a girl pickup line. Yeah, doesn't it? Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, like if, it's, if it's are you lonely, isn't the answer, well, you don't have to be lonely anymore. Yeah. It feels I mean, like it, it sets that up, doesn't it? it yeah. It sets up it, sharing. It would be, are you lonely? Are you lonesome tonight? tonight? Are you lonely would suggest, would you, miss would you like not to be? Tonight? Nobody wants to be lonely. lonely. Is, that, is, that in, is that, I think it's in sync. Nobody I'm wants to cry. On that note, we've not done that in a while. George's dating pool, open for applications. <laughs> oh, just, just in general. Just in general. <laughs> oh, there we are. Okay. Yeah, yeah. We, haven't, we haven't mentioned it on the pod. We haven't mentioned it on the pod. Yeah. So there we go. 
Um, as the, uh, I've got that already. Um, oh, so as soon as that happens, uh, they basically start making out. And then we cut to morning or sometime later that night. Yeah. They're in bed together, naked. Now, Hermes, I'm going to assume they've slept together, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they we have. can, you, we, you can maybe think that they just, let's get into bed naked and fall asleep. That sounds good. Because we, we, we don't know. Read each other's story. We cut to them. Yeah. You know, just sleeping. Sleeping, yeah. That's probably just all we did. That's all we did. <laughs> I'm going to assume that they slept together. <laughs> um, I, was, I was having some fun, Hermes. <laughs> he yeah. leaves her, I think, like an antacid tablet. Something. He puts a cup of something by her bed. Yeah, he puts something, doesn't it? It's got to be like something for the morning, assuming she's drank too much, I'm guessing. It was something so she forgets. <laughs> it, I mean, it did come across quite dark like that, didn't it? It came across like, here's this glass. It's not like, no, no, hang on. It's not like he cradled her head and poured it down her throat. It was covered like in a napkin as if like he didn't want to put his fingers. <laughs> you guys are brutal. You guys are brutal. I did wonder what the napkin was about. Uh, yeah. The next day, Hannah and Drucker, and I kept bringing up Drucker. I kept going to you guys. You see that guy? You did. See you that. see that guy? You see that guy. He's like uh, Al Pacino's uh, one of his right hand sort of uh, assistant cops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's black, right? Yeah. And I kept saying, "See that guy? See that guy? You see that all guy?" All the way through the movie. Yeah, it's Michael T. Washington. No. In case you don't remember who that is, that's Bubba from Forrest Gump. Yeah. Really? Oh. Yeah, it's Bubba. No way. So yeah, ba- turns out we had a double feature of Michael T. Washington. Uh, I'm sorry, like Michael T. Williamson. Apologies. That's like uh, yeah, that's like um a year, but what? Yeah, he's a lot thinner in this. No way. Yeah. Yeah, that's incredible. I, I was, how much I was, was stunned. In that has Gump, blown my mind. Pardon me. I wonder how much of it was prosthetics and stuff in Forrest Gump. Then, oh no, he just stuck something in his lip. Yeah, it's just, yeah. just, just yeah, like he was bigger as well. I think he? he's just lost weight. Oh, maybe. I, I, no, I think that's all it is. Yeah, he looked. Wow. He just looked significantly different. Although I'm, that's me saying that. So, so they show up her. to to shut down a chop shop because they want to talk to Albert, and Albert looks like he's like a criminal informant of some sort. Of course he is. Who gets some? Like the best part is he's like very creepy, and he's like very oh yeah. Best know. part is Pacino and and Bubba show up, and <laughs> and then like everybody just like takes off. Everybody who works there clears out. Yeah, we, we don't want to. You know, it's only after the big fish anyway. Yeah, of course. But he goes, I'm keeping you off the street. You've got a snitch for me, right? And he goes, my brother and my brother. And he goes, yeah, right, your brother. And they agree. We'll meet later tonight at 2 a.m. at some club. I thought Pacino was great in this scene, though, because every time he keeps trying to like, make an excuse, Pacino just dials his Pacino on his meter up another level. Yeah, it does. Doesn't so it? it's really, really good. I think I think he's... Uh, that only works I wanted more of him scenes. interrogating low-level baddies, because yeah. he's great there. But I, but I only work in certain scenes. I don't work in every scene. Well, you can't it? do that against a, like, a main character. I mean, it's good that when he meets De Niro, he doesn't really do a lot of this. No, good, yeah. good. Macaulay then does some research, and he wants to know how to knock out signals, and we find out there's a 12.1 or 12.2 million take at this bank if they get the medals right or something like that. Something it's a weird like, yeah. sort of situation. There's a lot going on because we're cross-cutting inside and out. Outside, Nate offers the guy from Prison Break, Roger Van Zant, uh, his bonds, which I guess they nicked the first time. They're like, look, we'll sell them to you for a... Because you're going to get your insurance money. You're already get 100% of it back. So you're not going to lose anything. But I will also sell you these back at 60% of what they're worth. Yeah, they were hoping that he was going to be a bit more bent. A bit more? Like, I mean? like, like he would take that. Oh, he does. Or take the bonds back. We think he takes the bonds back, yeah, but we'll yeah, find yeah. out. So Nate apparently is based on a real-life former career criminal um, who was Edward Bunker. Uh, but the name and character of Bunker had previously been in yeah. uh, Reservoir Dogs. Okay. 
Oh, okay. John Voight, I wasn't that big on him in this film. No, I mean, I'm not very. I big. think this was. I'm not big on John Voight in general. Okay, yeah. Voight. Yeah. Uh, Oscar winner. Yeah. Oscar no, winner. But yeah. He didn't, he, didn't have, he didn't have that presence. I, I don't get it. I think this was John Voight saying, I want in. Two. It's like the Expendables were the Expendables. Yeah, but like, yeah, yeah. he's like, I want in too. And it's like, we, he's not necessary in this film. No. He's no. really not. And he's not a lead man at all, is he? He's more support for me. Well, in this film or in general? In general. Well, he's not He's not a leading guy in this film. No, no, no. no. So he's just kind he of doing that. He hasn't got that presence like others have. Like, give me long hair too. I'm like, I don't care, buddy. Yeah, yeah, no. yeah, yeah. It doesn't work. No. <laughs> Sean Connery. That would have been something else at that point. But I, I'll take Burt that. Reynolds. Burt Reynolds? <laughs> I'll take that. <laughs> but I really don't think the role in general is really that necessary. No, no, no. Um, and so then we get introduced. Oh, no, hang on. Macaulay is then uh, lecturing Chris. Uh, because Chris was thrown out of the house. He had the fight with Ashley Judd. He goes, uh, Charlene, he wakes up, I guess, at, 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 um, I, at um, De Niro's house. De Niro's, yeah. And, um, yeah, and Macaulay's lecturing Chris. And he says, look, haven't we? Haven't I told you this before? You know, you want to make sure you have nothing that holds you to a place. That if you feel the heat, mm-hmm. that's why they call it heat. So when you feel the heat, you can be out of there within 30 seconds. Yeah. Nothing's holding you back. And he says, for Charlene, for me, the, the sun rises and sets with her. He goes, all right. Because he can't relate to that. He does no, not no, have no, that no, in no, his no. life. Um, and then we have a weird thing where we meet, not weird, but we have this new character who's going to be somewhat important. Mm-hmm. For like five minutes. Dennis Haysbert, played by Donald Breeden. He would be the guy. He'd, he eventually ends up being the president on 24. That's kind of the biggest thing that I know him as. Even though I don't watch 24, I knew who he was. Oh, okay. Now he shows up and tries to sell, like, auto insurance. I used to say it was State Farm, but I know it's not State Farm. But it's like, Allstate. That's it. I think it's, I think it's you're in good hands with Allstate. He's got this great, deep voice. Fantastic voice. But he's a young man. He's a younger man at this point. Um, and he, doesn't, so, he doesn't look it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and he finds out he's on parole. He's an ex-convict. And he's trying to go straight. And he finds out that um, the game is rigged. So he has this job, and he's so optimistic about going in and you know working in like a diner. And uh, the guy who runs the diner is like, yeah, here's the deal. This, 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 and this. And you'll give me 25% of your wages back. Oh. Like already, like feel like a minimum wage job. It's against you. And yeah, now yeah. 25% of it is going to go back to me. I'm going to ride you because what else are you going to do? But again, we need this for later. And he's probably also getting a kickback from the government for taking on a parolee. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So, like... He's probably getting, like, 50% of his money. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Of course. Um, So, then Macaulay calls Van Zant somewhat. He calls because they want to make the exchange. I'm going to give you back your bonds. Need the money. Da-da-da-da-da-da. And his stooge calls him back, who was Mr. Thick Neck, no chin, but still had, like, a chin dimple. Yeah. Yeah. Weird. Um, calls him back <laughs> and because um, Macaulay had asked earlier if um, Chris's wife Charlene maybe seen someone else and he goes no 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 he's like you sure mm. no no you sure turns out he is he's seeing Hank Azaria um, I think Ethan said Mo Sislak yeah, himself Mo Sislak in, yeah yep. <laughs> I think he's great is there Charlene <laughs> <laughs> I, I, think, I think he's great Hank Azaria yeah. He's good in this. He's good in this. Yeah, I think it's only his second film. I think his first film's Pretty Woman. I think he does this next. Okay. He's always a good, like, just stooge a, yeah, a he's guy a good, in the way. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, remarkable yeah. to see him do, a, do a, a straight part. Like, as far as, not as in, like, the character sexuality, but just the idea that he's not comedic. He's just playing things straight. Yeah. Because he does it in Pretty Woman, and he's great in it. Uh-oh. Remember when Pretty Woman like opens this, like, hair? It's like a heroine, like, we got another prostitute in the dumpster here. Remember <laughs> that at the start? 
It's like really proper dark at the start of Pretty Woman. It's, yeah, it really is. Yeah. This yeah, is, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it was supposed to be originally about prostitutes who keep getting killed. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they shift, but they didn't change the opening part. So we still have Hank Azaria <laughs> as this cop who's like, I found another one. Ladies, That's please don't right. take pictures of the body. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jeez. I forgot about him in that. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So, um, so here's someone making another BFE return. We've got two for Hank Azaria now. Yeah. Um, and so... Um, he promises. So did, um, Macaulay goes in and talks to Charlene, and says, "Look, I'll set you. Uh, give Chris one more chance, and if he screws this up, I'll bankroll you. You can go anywhere you want. I'll set you up financially. Yeah, but give him one more chance, and that seems to work. Yeah, although it does rough her up a little bit. <laughs> but he also wants to know the guy's name too. Yeah, the role of women is maybe. Uh, I'd be interested to talk about that, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Vincent in a nightclub, and he walks in, and there's so much House of Pain. There's so much House of Pain. So this is Pacino. This is no goatee. Uh, He walks in. The copper walks in, and uh, he's trying to get one of my favorite lines in the whole movie. He's trying to talk to the chop shop guy's brother now, who's out, and supposed to be giving him the information. And he's like, I can get killed for giving this information. And he goes, you could get killed walking your doggy. <laughs> <laughs> I got to think this is a Pacino ad lib. There's no way that was in the script. <laughs> no. Uh, the info seems crap until he overturns, hears the term slick, which one of the homeless guys saw during the armored car robbery. He overheard that, that word as well. Yeah. So from that, they can reverse engineer. The TV man. Who this is. The TV yeah. man. They reverse engineer who this is, and it's Michael Cerato, played by Tom Sizemore. He's got a peacock on his arm, which, you know what, movie? I could have done with seeing it. It was not there. Was it not there? I yet? could not see it. I was looking I was for looking it. for I a peacock. I, person, I was looking but... for I was looking for one moment where the peacock would have been really obvious on an arm and I go, yeah, Oh, yeah, it's yeah. that guy. No. Nothing. <laughs> Maybe that was a cutscene. Maybe, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Who knows? Uh, so now we go to the drop with the money from Van Zant for the bonds they kind of stole from Van Zant, but Van Zant's, you know, honor amongst thieves. Look, you're getting you you got insurance, we're okay. Yeah. And they're going to double cross um, Neil Macaulay, and but Chris is laying there in wait, and this is why I think he's so protective of Chris because Chris is always there Chris to have his is back. The one he's got him, yeah, and he's like behind you on the right, and there's this guy sneaking up who's going to shoot him. Ooh. So he puts it in reverse and like pins him against the, between the van and his like own that, car, though. and they have like this crazy shootout in the middle of this abandoned car park. But is it's not it's not like a flat car park. It goes like up and down and all sorts of stuff. Is it not a driving movie theater? Uh, maybe. I don't know. I wasn't paying much. Me. Maybe it was. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. But yeah, this was kind of bizarre. But I had a great little shootout. And then he phones Van Zant from the diner and says, forget the money. He says, what do you mean forget the money? He says, there's no point in money because there's a dead man on the end of his line. Yeah. It's like, oh. yeah, and this it. is where you get the idea that once you cross Neil McCauley, he's going to get you. Yeah, yeah, no matter what. He's principled. I'm going to get you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's shocked about the money, isn't he? He says, what do you mean? Everyone wants the money. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what everybody wants. They go to dinner at a Chinese restaurant, and it seems like everybody wants like, a romantic partner. And yeah. I mean, like, like, like a partner partner. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was a pretty good segue, I thought. E- except for, except for Neil, of course. He's looking around. It's quite obvious he's the only one without. Sizemore's got one. Kilmer's got one. Yeah. And every, it's like everybody's like first day of dating plus their wedding anniversary. Yeah. Treo's got one. Treo, every, uh, and, and, and they're all like super affectionate. Yeah, yeah. And he's just sitting there by himself looking around going, 
hmm, maybe. And he calls up Edie, and they're going to meet up. Maybe he needs to re- reevaluate his 30-second rule. <laughs> maybe he does. <laughs> uh, and the, you pan up, and the cops are looking up from above, down at them, and they've ID'd the other three, but no one knows who Neil is yet. And, so that's um, the first time been on the radar. Yeah, and Vincent's like, let's find out. Yeah, let's yeah. find out who he is. Let's get on him. And then we have this great scene where, uh, in the sense of what it does, not in the sense of what occurs, where a prostitute um, is revealed to us, and she's trying to get this guy to pay up, really. Mm-hmm. And we don't know who it is yet. And then we find out the camera pans or cuts or whatever it is, and we find out, oh, it's like Wayne Grow. Wayne Grow, yeah. Yeah. And uh, he well, goes... I don't, I don't like what he says here. And, he, you know, basically, he's like, was it good? I can, I can tell if you're lying. Yeah. <laughs> And she, you know, he makes her say, "Oh, you're the, you know, you're the best I ever had." Basically, you're the monster or something. Dude. You're the man, baby. <laughs> uh, I was talking about you gave me the best sex. I'll say it this yeah, way: yeah, yeah. the best sex of my young life. And uh, he, she wants paid, and he goes, "Don't you understand? The Grim Reaper has been visiting with you." Oh, that's the way he says it. And then he's just like, he grabs her, and then yeah, we. He grabs her by her head and neck, and then it cuts to a bottle lid being taken off a bottle. Yeah, yeah. which is very, very clever. Yep. And I the, hated it, but it's very, very clever. It's a little bit of Soviet montage for yeah. you there. And the one thing we didn't mention is the camera reveals to show that he has a giant Nazi tattoo on his chest. I didn't notice that. That yeah. explains why you guys started calling him the Nazi. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. sticker on his chest. Well, if we want to make sure we know who the bad guy is in a yeah. film, <laughs> in, in a film where the morality's a little loose. Yeah. Nazi iconography. Easy way to do it. Away, well, that's happen. why a lot of us just went... Oh no! Oh, really? It's a black cross. I'm typing notes, aren't I? And I'm like, oh no, this is the. End. I'm typing this is notes. You're doing well, dude. Thank you. Uh, we go to the cop party, and it felt very similar to the to the, yeah, the gangster yeah, yeah. party. I think it's intentional. It's mirror. This mirroring, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Apparently, the sets of cast went on like meals like that with people that actually were criminals and police. Oh, okay, they cool. But they cool. wouldn't ever disclose where they met them obviously and the cops are all there with their girls and they're all over each other too yeah. with the exception being the unhappily married couple now well actually they're kind of okay they're kind of dancing a bit yeah they're right a little bit and then his pager goes off and did, did you ever have a pager liam because i'm not gonna ask these two because i got my nose and we have a pager these two clearly didn't no i knew what a pager was but i never had one i never had one no, i wasn't no, there no. i mean pagers weren't around for very long between oh, no there's probably a couple between years. cell phones and, and not having anything yeah yeah i, I knew a guy in phoenix who uh, uh, he had a pager and I was like, oh, okay, cool. Now you got to go find a phone? <laughs> yeah, my mate got a pager. Oh. And he was like so impressed with this pager. How often do you have to return calls that urgently that yeah. it can't wait till you get home? <laughs> I never saw the point of them, to be fair. No, I, it was, it it was beyond me. It was technology that came and went so quick. It was Actually, it's true. It's one of those pieces of technology with such a small window attached to it. Yeah, yeah, Like yeah. CD burners. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> and uh, mini displays. Well, I didn't even know if that really caught on, did it? Uh, well, I had one. Okay, there you go. <laughs> Uh, Wayne Grow um, was based on a real Chicago criminal called Wayne Grow who ratted out some of the influential Chicago criminals according to Michael Mann uh, Wayne Grow actually went missing like the actual yep. the actual person um, uh, his body was found in northern Mexico where it had been nailed to the wall of a shed ouch wow. literally I've got one more piece of tech that showed up everybody had it and now we don't really don't have it for the most part digital cameras yeah. just like the handheld digital yeah, basically yeah, yeah. we've all got them now on phones right yeah but true. that idea of we need a card and you put it in oh look and when i first got it this is the greatest thing ever and within three years yeah. my phone could do it also think, ipods ipods and then that MP3 became your phone players. too absolutely yeah. Yeah, the mp3 player the big yeah. thing that how big that was yeah, yeah. yeah. Laser disc players 
Pardon me? The laser disc. You keep going back to like. I know, I know. Laser discs never caught on. Like, we're talking everybody had iPods. Laser disc was obscure. I had one of the official, one of the original iPod shuffles that didn't even have a screen. screen. I won't say what what condom, but that was only very short lived. Blueberries. Blueberries? Blackberries. Blackberries, the phones? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something like that. That's a good one. Everybody had everybody had one. Everybody had that. Like if you didn't if you had an iPhone, you're like, oh okay, Blackberries for adults. That was when I was in year seven. That was the thing, was a Blackberry and I didn't have one. I my, had a fake one that my looked ex a bit got like a. You know, you know, things are going badly in a relationship when you're like, well, my ex got a BlackBerry and I got an iPhone. And it was like legitimately like, like my team was better, her <laughs> team was better. I was like, oh jeez. But for the record, I think I won. Just so anybody out there thinks that I, I got it wrong by saying blueberries, I used that was a, that was a, a joke, a standing joke when I was back then because I used to call them blueberries because I had no idea what blackberries were. Cool. Because everyone, everyone was like, "This is a blackberry. This is like the best thing I'll, ever." I'm like. I don't think I'm judging that badly for no, the no, blue no, red no, black. No, no, it was an in joke. Okay, I don't think anybody else would have got. So no, probably not. No, but there we go. Oh, I still call them blueberries. Um, so, so the, the pagers that going off because it, it's like yeah, the, the, the Grim Reaper Wayne Grow and his prostitute. We're gonna go ahead and have him there, and uh, he goes there and he sees that her head's been beaten. I like this because it showed that his job is more than just Neil McCauley. Yeah, 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 and the sophisticated. I'm gonna go because most of what he deals with is this stuff, just savage beatings, and Horrible we get a little stuff. bit of that later when he talks to his missus. Yeah, but um, there is oh. this idea and this great moment, and this great moment where the mother of the victim comes up. Yeah, and it's almost like this weird, like he consoles her, but there's almost a dance. And he's protecting he her around, and it's yeah. no words are spoken though. No. It's a really great little moment. He, he does that. He and the cinematography is real strong in it. He does that a few times in this movie. He's very good at taking the emotions of yeah. people. And I didn't like the girl who was support. Was that supposed to be the daughter? The daughter was the prostitute. No, no, the one that was so, so consoling her or a friend. Oh, I think it's supposed to be her sister. It's, 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 I thought it was the mum. Si- no, there's yeah, no, mum, and sibling. then there's two siblings. Oh, okay, yeah. They were rubbish. Okay, but the she's, mom was she's, great. She's like, tap, tap. Yeah. Maybe the same place they got that nurse from later in the film. <laughs> yeah. yeah. She was awful. Uh, so uh, Kevin Gage, who plays Wayne Grow, um, actually went to prison for two years in 2003, um, where they own his fellow inmates only referred to him as Wayne Grow. No one called him by his real name. <laughs> so this is after he just... After the, wow. done the film. Jeez. He took that role too seriously. I'll tell you what. I mean, if you've done like a movie like you mm. better be tough enough to back up like what you yeah. per- presented yourself as yeah, yeah i know right? oh jeez especially with the iconography on his chest yeah that's a bit rough um so then we've got um oh okay and meanwhile the whole time he's there he's like by he i mean al pacino's character he's sort of like crouching and talking and looking away from people i think you mentioned this liam as he's like having discussions around I'm like, is this guy the inspiration for horatio from csi miami <laughs> yeah because it is like the same sort of like asshole cop kind of thing it, it is but like horatio's like like completely that. gone that way whereas pacino's got a heart yeah i think i think oh what was his name david Oh, Caruso. Caruso. I think David Caruso is totally channeling Al Pacino in this. Oh, yeah. Now that I think about it, it makes a lot of sense. <laughs> I got such a caricature. You just a lot of squinting as well, Yeah, I just a lot of like take off your sunglasses, look into the middle <laughs> distance. Yeah, yeah. I'll see you in hell, Horatio. No. Oh. Walks away. 
three steps later, I'll see you in prison. I'm like, guy, <laughs> yeah. guy can't hear you. He's, he's being put in the car right now. All right, so. That quiet little dance is just Pacino trying to think of the little riff he can make to her without it being too offensive. He says, can I say you get killed walking your doggy? No, I've used that one. I've used that one. <laughs> um, so then he goes home. Oh, and it's like, Justine's like giving him a hard time. Yeah. And I'm like, all right. And he, she just thinks she's only getting the leftovers. And he's like, you know, I'm, I'm, I don't get what's there for you. He goes, what, you want me to share? What do you want me to say? And he shares the story about this dad who put a baby in a oh, microwave because it wouldn't stop crying. He's like, oh. there, you feel better? And I'm like, point proven. To be fair, you know, what they see and what they go through, you can understand why they're a bit cynical. They need home to be different. Yeah. I totally understand this. Yeah. I'm not a cop, um, but... You know That's what cops would say. In, yeah. <laughs> Not a cop. Uh, in my very limited role, like, we hear some harrowing things occasionally, right? And like, you don't want to go home and uh, you want to leave that yeah. if you can. You want to try and leave some of that stuff. Uh, a, yeah, I, uh, I work in a school that is for socially, emotionally, mental health affected children. Yeah. So it is is all of that. You hear some hear and see some nasty stuff on it's a difficult. daily basis, it's and difficult. so yeah, you don't you wouldn't want to. Sometimes you want to share it with people and go, look what I've dealt with today. Other times you're like. I'd just rather not talk about it at all. Yeah. Um, and so um, she says, you don't want to live with, you don't live with me. You live amongst the remains of dead people and hunting down baddie. And you know what? We find out later, she's not wrong. No. They'll talk about a dream he has, and that's pretty much nailed it. But to be fair, to be How that, do you not? How that do you on not? top of things, you have to. You have to live and breathe that Once life. you know, you've got, a, you've got skin in the game now. You've got agency. So now yeah. don't you want to do everything you can to try and make that better? Yeah, because McNeil, is it McNeil? McCauley? McCauley. He says it later. He said, you know, to follow me, you've got to be working 24-7. Yeah. You know, and that's not wrong. Um, and so she, but she says, I want to know why I can't cut loose of you. So, which kind of suggests I really want to leave you, but I can't make myself do it. Yeah. That's when, you know, things are going really well. <laughs> um, Donald, on the other hand, uh, wants to cut loose of his wife. He tries to go like, you should, you should go. Yeah. And she's, why do you want to, she says, I'm proud of you. And he's like, proud of me. Uh, and then, so all the couples, and then Vincent wants to eat each New Zealand. He's like, we hard, you hardly know me. He's like, I know enough. And I'm like, really? The knowing is the other way around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who doesn't know who? <laughs> then you go to the night of the next side of the world with someone you don't know who's actually a criminal. Terrifying. Yes. Um, <laughs> the night of the next score, the LAPD are all waiting in a truck. And there's a great follow shot on a baddie's truck as they break into a metals company, IGM. Chris does some drilling. He does. Feels like those movies where it feels like Die Hard. In the nineties, drilling was big. Yeah, Die Hard of the Vengeance. <laughs> I don't know what the timeline was, but that was ninety five as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh but and there's some great shot there's like this infrared like you can see in the dark kind of camera work. Yeah, you can see that you can see where they are through walls, I guess. Yeah. Sonar or something maybe. Yeah, yeah. And then there's someone moves in the truck and it's loud enough that like everybody can hear it. And so De Niro stares straight ahead, but straight ahead means in the camera. And we cut to Pacino staring straight ahead, which is into the camera. And we have almost like they're looking at each other through the darkness. They, they, they see. Yeah. They feel. And it's a powerful couple of shots. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Great. Great. And, uh, Macaulay calls it quits and walks out. The whole idea. If I hear the heat, I'm gone in 30 seconds. And he goes, I was like, come on, we're so far. Nope. Nope. We're out. Yeah. And that was it. They were out. 
And then we can arrest him. He goes, on what? I'm breaking and entering? And yeah. still, six months. Is that what you want to go away for, for six months? Yeah. We can, we can do better. Uh, so it goes to show they're both kind and of. And he's not happy about it because he's. No. He's, he's, he's conflicted. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And uh, Hannah says, no, they walk. And we go to the debrief in the car park of the uh, bad guys the next morning. They go, look, what do we do? Do we do, do we do the bank or do we split up now? Those are our options. And Chris, who's got $8,000 in the bank and an ex yeah, yeah, yeah. and, and a marriage he's trying to hold on to, yeah, goes, yeah, I need yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he goes, That's when you know it's going to go wrong. And then he goes to Sizemore, and Sizemore goes, I'm in wherever you are. And we need this for what's going to happen in the movie. We, we actually need this conversation we, to take place. We do. And he goes, not this time. This time it's got to be for you. And he goes, you know me, the action's the juice. So it's not even the money. And, he and he's just like, you've got enough put away. everything, yeah, just go, cut he, loose. He loves the action. Yeah. yeah. So I'm in too. And so uh, they decide they're going to hit the bank. Um, Lieutenant Hannah goes to Vegas and picks up Hank Azaria. Um, oh, what was his name on Friends? Oh. Uh, David, David. David the science nerd <laughs> is... Uh, taken back and this is this is the scene that i imagine a lot of people seem to know heat for which is he's like oh why did i get caught up with that girl he's like because she's got a great ass and you're all the way up in it like this is pacino they said any what's my, my motivation do what you want al <laughs> um i'm sure you won't be surprised here but that line was in fact a confirmed ad lib <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah, it had to be. Ask Pacino. Big yeah. surprise yeah. there. If that's yeah. loud and that's crude, it's Pacino. Ah, uh, <laughs> uh, Pacino. Um, so then we uh, plan the heist and we're going to a car park with storage containers and they quickly realize the cops are watching them. And uh, this is where we had to pause the movie. <laughs> and Georgia went, I don't understand what's happened in the movie so far. <laughs> yes, she did. And it was because I think it was the scene before this where Georgia finally realized that Robert De Niro and Al Pacino weren't the same character the whole yeah, time. Yeah. And we went, Georgia, one of them has a goatee. <laughs> like, if anything, community's taught us it's that goatees mean bad people, and the bad character even has a goatee. But the best thing was when you froze it and you paused it, the pictures. Yes, had been reversed because Amazon reversed. gives you those little things in the corners. Pacino has a little goatee on his picture yeah. and De Niro's clean shaven. Yeah. But even I can even deal with face blindness. But De Niro says all of his lines kind of like a normal person would. Yeah, yeah. But Pacino's like, rah, rah, rah. so he's like, I, don't know. <laughs> I can't believe the bad guy talked about ass. Yeah, so can I, can, do I get to have a little bit of explaining, like explaining my thought process maybe we need to hear it so yeah go ahead (laughs) so what i thought was happening was that it was the same person living like a double life so he was like he was so you think this is fight club no, 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 no. Okay. I, I thought they were, I thought. No, you he, think he's aware of both his lives? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, th- I thought. So he he's like, like, he's like grabbing a marker and drawing in a goatee <laughs> no, no, when no, he goes no, to no. work. I th- what I thought was happening was that the, he was actually like his real character, his real person was the evil guy who was doing all the like dodgy stuff. Neil McCauley is his real, yeah, who he is. he's okay. who he is, but he's like helping his police, no, he's helping his gang his criminal gang by actually by working for the police. This is because we showed you the, the departed. <laughs> That's what's happening here. And I just thought that they were the same person. And like, he was doing like switches no. and things in and out. Like, so when we no, got to like, the so, restaurant bit, that so he you was, think like, he's in- balancing Justine, Edie, 
being a criminal mastermind and working as detective for the LAPD simultaneously? Wow. Yes. Being a step that is where my brain was. I, I can understand Justine being mad that all she gets is the leftovers now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At that point, I was going, yeah, that makes total sense. You haven't been home in four and a half days. Yeah. Look, I, I, so just quick question. When he comes out of the Chinese restaurant and he's also up there spying up the on himself. You can't see his face. From that <laughs> I thought it was just one of the others. I don't know. I thought he'd like made a little quick getaway. Hey guys, hey guys, do me, do me a favor, guys. Just stand here and have a conversation. I'll be back. He runs up to the roof. Yeah, yeah. Like basically, like, you're making heat. The scene in Mrs. Doubtfire where he's running to the bathroom and back and changing costumes. I Mrs. Doubtfire. Anybody out there totally gets it? Wait a minute, that looks like the guy I work with. He's like surprise. Too Twenty-seven dresses, and she's like four different weddings a bridesmaid on the same night yeah it's kind of, yeah kind of like that except for he's like putting on like a fake goatee as he does it i didn't notice the goatee until we paused the film and someone pointed out the goatee oh, <laughs> just and it comes out every time the that's funny i'm um, sorry so uh, and, and he goes do you know who what they're looking at uh, us the lapd so the, the cops are watching and then the, they clear off because they realize that they've been made all of them have been made including the nero he's like we, we we have to go oh this is in the and um, then for some reason this is storage containers yeah, all storage around, containers them. around them yeah. and then also the lapd have their meeting in the same spot which felt kind of weird again this is why i was really really confused and I, this think, is when, I think the reason they did that was to see um, what are they looking at? Let's they, get on yeah, their what, ground. Yeah, what can we see? Yeah, if we get down in there, so that makes sense actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But then they realize there's nothing here, and he, and, and he De Niro figures it out. He goes, "He's good. Pacino. He's good. I know yeah, what he's after. I know yeah, what he's yeah. looking at. Us, the LAPD, and we cut, and we've got De Niro, De Niro looking down a camera and have a camera lens taking pictures, yeah. and now they've made the cops, and yeah, so yeah, it's yeah, a game yeah. of who's hunting who. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so then we go back to Nate, and uh, he provides a folder on Vincent Hannah, and he says, "I should warn you about taking on uh, on taking on Hannah. Hannah's legit. Are you sure you want to do this?" And he says, "He's sure." He's like, "All right, this isn't a normal guy. He will no, hunt no, you. He will, yeah." And that night, there's man, there's a big like music video type feel, and we've got this like Moby score in the background. <laughs> yeah, that's good score. As we're with, we're with Hannah in his car, and he's chasing Macaulay on the road, and he puts on the light, and he pulls over, and That's after an great. hour and 28 minutes of being in the same film, they finally come face to face, and it's, let me buy you a coffee. Follow me. All right, yeah, follow me. Yeah, yeah. What else is he going to do? Which, uh, it was great, because it subverted my expectations. Everything yeah. I know about movies have taught me it's supposed to be this big thing, Yeah, and instead they have this really respectful conversation over coffee it's where kind, they sort of state like, their purposes kind of like a talking heads isn't it it's, it's, a, it's a summit it's yeah, like when yeah, two world yeah, leaders yeah. come together and they leave having said what they're going to do yes uh, so they basically decided that that scene needed to be um needed them to feel awkward with each other needed them to feel um distant and not know each other so they didn't do any rehearsals for it so they only go into it and shoot it they also shot it with two cameras on both of them so they're not actually on the same shot. It's two two heads. They're in the same place, but you don't ever see both of them. Oh, faces. so we so we never include them in like in like there's a two no, shot no, because there's no, there's no two that would shots. that would suggest a relationship. But they're always uh, backwards and forwards. But it also meant that because it was partly improvised and partly um, like not rehearsed, yep. it meant that they both had more scope because it meant then they could edit whichever bits of whoever's faces Worked. they want yeah. wanted when. Did, did you also notice how laid back Pacino was? 
I noticed De Niro laid back. I thought Pacino was on. No, Pacino was laid back to start with. He right. was just like, yeah, you know, bring it on. I thought Pacino was kind of kind of doing some of Pacino. In there. Where De Niro was more like um, trying to figure him out. Yeah, calculating. He was trying well, to figure out. Well, this is the most and unusual it, move for I, a cop. And what I love about this is they share stories that are true. Yeah. They're not lying to each 100% other. 100% clean, yeah. You know, they're being yeah. completely honest. Yep. Um, if that done their jobs properly, they'd know all this anyway, wouldn't they? Yes, I mean, so they compare personal lives and aspirations. Hannah comes clean about his own life. He says, "I got a third marriage. It's hanging on. So it's on the downswing." He pretty much says, "I know I'm getting divorced. Yeah. It's just a matter of time now." Yeah. Uh, Neil says the same thing about his life. He's like, "Hey, um, you know, I always tell my guys, thirty seconds. You got to get out of there." He goes, "Must make having a woman hard." He says, "It is, yeah. but that's the deal. That's the sacrifice you have to make." But can't you see him starting to bond here, though? Oh, this whole thing's about... They're already big fans of each other. Yeah, yeah. It's, it, it, this is a chess mask, match between two grandmasters, is what yeah, this yeah, is. Yeah. Uh, Hannah says, I don't know how to do anything else. To which point, Macaulay goes, neither do I. <laughs> Hannah says, I don't want to do anything else. And he goes, Macaulay goes, neither, neither do, do I. I. And so they share dreams. And Hannah says, I see the faces of all the victims of the murders I, I, I'm in place with. And I don't see them in some idealized way. I see them as I find them. Yeah, eyes cool. blackened out uh puffy people because they've been missing a couple of weeks and it's the neighbors who've smelled it yeah and then call the call the cops and then macaulay says i get drowning and drowning suggests i'm running out of time i'm running out of time i need to get up i need to get air uh he says you, know, you have enough time still this is still enough time yeah and uh hannah says i like you but i'll still put you down uh neil says there's a flip side to that coin i will not hesitate not for a second i've got my notes i'm oh. calling that one or both of them will hesitate you did, you did right say there that. i said yeah, I've got yeah, that down. Yeah. yeah and i think i think one of them does Ooh. and the one you wouldn't expect oh the one which point break would tell me would be the other way around yeah in point break it would have gone the other way yeah yeah he's not coming back yeah <laughs> Not going to run to New Zealand. There's cliffs on both Actually, sides. Actually, New Zealand in both of them. <laughs> yeah. There we go. Um, and he finds out that all the members of Macaulay's gang the next day, they've all just dumped their, their surveillance simultaneously. Yeah, which is clever. Because that shows that they they were doing it on purpose. We were kind of letting you follow yeah, us. Yeah, yeah, we had yeah, a plan. Yeah, yeah. Uh, back to Van Zant, and he hasn't slept in days. The guy who plays this role, I had he, his name down earlier, he, but he's, he's fantastic. Yeah, he's great. He's a good actor. He's, he's in Armageddon. He is. He's the he's the like the 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 Boy Scout super pilot William Fitchner. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he's yeah. great. He's great. He's very he's a very strong actor. He is. Um. He meets up with Wayne Grow and he says, "Oh, you guys, do, do you know uh, Neil McCauley? He's like, "Yeah, we took down some major scores together." And everybody in the room was like, "One." One. <laughs> yeah. And they're gonna kill you afterwards. Like you didn't do very well there. Yeah. But okay, that's. I mean, if, if I'm thinking I'm gonna die, sure, come in, help me out. Yeah. What's the worst that could happen? Exactly. Uh, Chris and Neil and Michael are all at the diner and it's where Donald works under parole and they get a phone call. Danny Trejo has the cops on him. I feels bad for letting uh, Neil down. Uh, and it turns out Neil goes back behind into the kitchen and he knows Danny. Sorry, he knows Donald and, uh, Neil wants a driver and he says, yes or no right now. And like this little pipsqueak of a boss has just been riding Donald the whole time. They've been riding him all the time. Hasn't he? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, you know, this is coming like, you, like someone who treats you like with respect um you know this is be uh neil i'm talking about yeah. takes some respect he offers him a big a big payout yeah uh, just one day isn't it just yeah is it, is it yes is it no and they go to the bank and everybody's scheme asks up except for chris but yeah. thankfully he's gonna do something really low-key like pistol whip a security guard and then put him in um like um those thingies 
what are they? Not, what, the zip ties? Zip ties, yeah. yeah. And Neil, then, he, then he puts his mask yeah, on. He puts it, oh, shoot, guys. Oh, right. You have that. <laughs> it's embarrassing. Well, it's not being funny. He's what he sticks out the most yeah. with the long hair. Uh, Neil makes a speech and tells everybody that your money's insured. Don't try and be a hero. There's no need. Your money will come back. Again, the, the movie wants you to be on his side. It's, it's also very point break still. It still is. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah, yeah. um, you've got to root for them. Don't because- be a hero. Uh, Sizemore's gone from busting the ex-presidents to being one of them. Yeah, yeah. Because in point break, it's... <laughs> you said this- Do you think I like this fucking hair, man? Like, to watch this movie with Liam... Like, you had to hear this line at least 10 times. Every time Sizemore came up, it was like, it, I don't even know if Liam understands he was doing it. Every time he came up and it had been a few minutes did Sizemore, it was like, you think I like this hair, man? Or, or the expletive, which yeah. isn't in the movie, actually, would make its way into it. <laughs> I was like, what is going on? Um, uh, and so... That's what I always think of him yeah, whenever I see him. Absolutely. And the score here is great. Uh, it's fantastic. It is. Uh, Vincent finds out that Neil's robbing a bank, and he gets down there quick. Very quick. LA traffic, not what I'm told. <laughs> yeah, uh, true. At the bank, Chris spots the cops who are terrible at and sneaking he up. And you do not hesitate. No, 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 no. As soon as he sees But the them, cops, like, boom. running down with, like, big, like, like you could have gotten out, like, driven a little bit closer and gotten out, or yeah. you could have, like, something. But they're just walking, like, they're not even, like, they're, like running down the little fridge, going, please move! Gee, <laughs> 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 I don't know how they got seen. And then there is this big old shootout in the middle of I mean, LA proper and it's long yeah it's good it's like 10 minutes I like it longer than that maybe. I appreciated it because you don't yeah. have to do a whole lot of notes when people are just shooting <laughs> Georgia uh, so rather than uh, like dubbing in the gun gunshots during this Pete uh, Michael Mann had microphones carefully placed around the set so the audio could be captured live um, obviously it adds to the impact it's like nothing else like the those gunshots that you hear are the real gunshots but they also the cars that are outside and stuff they wanted it to look realistic like they'd been shot up properly so they basically took the cars that were going to be on the street to an actual rifle range shot them up with actual rifles and and bullets and things then like kind of corked back over so that then when they're on set filming they can just like it, it's very gentle like i think it was like a tiny explosion or something and it just like yeah, squib. all of the little <sighs> yeah, yeah all of the yeah, stuff yeah, yeah. all of the yeah. holes fall out so they look like they've been shot i gotta share a story go for it just because it's about beating cars up <laughs> my high school the student council decided we need to raise some money for a dance or something it was always for a dance i think it was just to buy them pizza on after schools but whatever and they had this thing called wreck a wreck where oh, you could come is. in and if you paid like five dollars you get five swings at a car that was like just gonna be written off we like a little scrapyard yeah yeah um, about a kilometer north of the high school so they just come and get it or they drop one off you know it's pretty easy peasy but they went okay let's go ahead and we'll do it and so um you know five dollars five swings so big hit people around it but where they started to stage it was in the at the time we had like a sanctioned smoking area at the school really yeah which is weird now like by the time i finished high school this is my first year of high school oh hang on how how long would you have been finishing high school there it was like five years i was there oh okay so i got there when i was like 14 i left when i was if you take the extra year which i did because it's like canadian version a levels at the time oh okay so i was there till i was about just 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 shy of being 19 um it's about yeah five, five academic years though and um as they're doing it people are just like flicking their cigarette butts at this wrecked car well, sure sure enough one doesn't hit like, like the petrol tank actually. <laughs> and it just goes up and they had to come and like clear us all out and like, like this really was like how did you not see this coming <laughs> you just let it clear that out see i think this, i think the smoking area was moved like the next day it was like we were going to punish the smokers for this georgia has a point about the smokers at my high school i'm oh, gonna- no, it's not <laughs> going back to the gun what's up the gun so in the um 
robbery gunfight again um the actors that were playing the police um were only allowed to uh, aim deliberately at the actors playing the robbers and only allowed to fire the rifles on semi-automatic to like show that the police are the good guys in this they're purposefully not hitting any bystanders oh, okay. or that sort of thing I was gonna whereas say about the that. um robbers had their weapons on full automatic yeah. and were just having at having it out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. um i'll tell you who the mvp of this thing is it's got to be um i'm just trying to find out where i am here that val kilmer is the MVP of this because he's shooting one direction. He's turning around, he's just shooting the other direction. Yeah, yeah. This guy's starting, but Donald dies pretty quick. Yeah. The driver. Uh, I couldn't make, I was really disoriented during the driving part. I was like, I kept thinking they were free of where the cops were. It feels like they drove for a long time and didn't move. The cops will just pop up they, they, out they, of nowhere and just like. But Pacino seemed to have an angle life. every time. Yes, like every time yeah. Pacino had an angle, I'm like, I, I couldn't figure out in my head the geography of where they were. Yeah, because I thought it should have been clear like three times over. Yeah, like they're driving away. He goes and he puts a shot in the in the tire, but then all of a sudden now he's got an angle to have a shot at the. At the uh, it was really weird. Maybe he's got. Yeah, what other film I feel like that happened in? Batman. <laughs> no, hear me out. Dark Knight, the city in Batman: The Dark Knight. Yeah, I'm got clue oh, okay. where's why. But he's a superhero. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out. He lurks in the shadows. I'm, shadows. I'm segueing to a point that I have. Do you know? Do you know who else played Batman? Val Kilmer, who's the MVP of the scene. <laughs> but also, apparently, this is one of uh, Christopher Nolan's favourite films, and the film inspired his version of Gotham City in the Dark Knight trilogy. I could see the shootout in the Dark Knight being linked to this. Yeah, I could. I could. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, back to Val Kilmer. I, I, I even thought that when I was when I was playing. Back to Val Kilmer, and he's clipped. He takes a oh, shot. Oh, yeah. And this feels very point break when uh, Swayze's trying to drag that one guy around the whole time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What was his name? I want to say Bodie, but Bodie's the guy. No, it is Bodie. He was his Bodie. No, he's Bodie. No, it's not Rosie. Rosie. Rosie's the guy who's got her, who's got her kidnapped in Mexico. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I can't remember the younger younger looking one. Yeah. Shot by one of the bullets from the 800 to 1,000 rounds per take they used to shoot this. Well, I'll say this. I mean, like, it is very loud. And the idea, I I didn't know about the mics. So that was, that was quite good that I got in there. Uh, Size more. Just so we're going to be okay with what's about to happen. Yeah. He steals a kid who's just standing there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, the movie wants you to not like him now. Who's the parent who's got this gunfight and the kid's just walking around? But for some reason beforehand, he also, like, runs through a little um, river fountain and falls over. And falls over that weren't for, planned. For okay. no reason. So it goes ahead and, uh, yeah, so I think the movie's setting us up to be okay with his death. Yeah, of course. Which is what's That's happening. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. He gets shot, and he you was always the like one. Fucking kid, man! And he was the one who was a little bit weird. I mean, he was the one who was like, "I'll do it because I like the action, yeah, not because I need the money." Bit, so yeah. we kind of go with Val Kilmer. I get why You're you have a bit to do weird, this, yeah. Yeah, yeah. but Sizemore, oh my god! So so he dies. Shot between the eyes. Shot by Pacino himself. Mm-hmm. He's the hero. Very very Horatio from CSI Miami to do something like that. Um, you gotta be pretty confident with your shooting, ain't you? Yeah. Donald's widow is in a bar and sees they've already got the dead people up on the screen. That's pretty quick. Yeah, but if that was live on the scene, you'd just you'd have had. Yeah, but they, 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 they got, like, time to find a photograph from before. It's, it's the the people they've got on the screen are the people that are killed that were part of the robbing gang. So it's the it's people that've already got a criminal record. That's the ones they're showing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I know. Which is why he's on there. Because he's yeah. really quick. It's still really quick. I mean, this is a pre-internet era to get this photo. To be fair, yeah, because that's still going on. What it's 1995. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, it's a local network. Like, network, literally. Yeah, 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 yeah. Pacino's just shot them. Cut to Donald's widow. Yeah, oh, yeah, Going yeah, into yeah, a bar. Time's passed. Well, no, I'm not saying it's like three minutes later, <laughs> but it does feel like it's it, like, wow. It is pretty, pretty quick. But doesn't say a word, and she just sort of like... Like her jaw just sort of goes, and it's it's making the most out of a scene where they didn't even give you a line. She was great. She's great. Yeah. Then we meet Doctor Bob. Doctor Bob. Jeremy Piven. Yes. You would this time would have been like on the Ellen Show. I've I've recognized. Oh, I don't know. um, Smoking aces. uh, uh, What's his name? Jeremy Piven. P i v e n. Selfridge wasn't he? It's a name you hear a lot in that TV show that was on ITV. I don't. Yeah. Selfridges or something. Mister Selfridge. Mister Selfridge is the name of a show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He was in that. Um, while you look up that up, I mean, Chris is in rough shape, um, and the deal's made that Nate will come pick him up, and the doctor's going to go. And then I like, like that he gets him out. I like that. Yep, he's kind of like one like, of these yeah, mob you, doctors. You're trying to root for De Niro as well, aren't you? Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Neil thinks Trejo gave him up, and I was like, no way. Yeah, I thought so. No way. Yeah. No way. <laughs> Trey. Ho. <laughs> Did he give you up? No. no, like I was, I was, I was totally on board with Trejo. Going, he yeah. seemed really heartfelt, but he went. Who's the only, only one who wasn't there? I'm like, he said he had his woman, didn't he? So, and then yeah, finds out that uh, I went. No, see, he's dead, and then he wasn't dead. No, and he was also <laughs> completely. <laughs> he was also completely guilty of what they oh, thought he was, yeah, which yeah, I didn't. Yeah. I was like, oh no way! I yeah. made a joke because you said, oh, he's definitely dead, and I went, no, he could, he could survive that. I thought <laughs> you were. I thought you had like, been looks, really astute and like figured this out. No, I was just making like, a, oh, okay. he looks completely smashed in. There's no way, and then he's and then he breathes and talks. I was like, oh, okay. And he's like fully cognizant, <laughs> again, and functioning though, for ages. But again, even though he betrayed him. Um, he still he understands. He I mean, still want to give him help, didn't yeah. he? Uh, tr- w- w- Wangro was behind it, and Van Zant. Trejo asks to die, and uh, as you wish. Yeah. Bang bang. Bang bang bang. Oh, yeah, like, bang bang. Uh, no, no, this guy's just bang. It's just bang, one of the head. Because we cut from outside. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's just yeah, a flash. Wrong, wrong bang. Wrong person. Flash, yeah. uh, Van Zant's number two is kind of taken care of by Vincent, which again makes you go, Vincent's a good cop. Mm-hmm. He's like, well, how did you know? Why did you know? What information do you know? Uh, and then Wangro, where is he? Uh, so this is when uh, Macaulay finally tracks down Van Zant, and he wants to know where Wangro is. How would I know? How the hell would I know? Bang, bang, bang. In this yeah, case, no, bang, no bang, hesitation. Bang. Yep. Uh, and that's it. He's dead. Uh, and he's really good. The guy who played uh, who played Van Zant, he's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Charlene uh, flops to protect Dominic, her kid, uh, and she's gonna make a call to sort of get Chris in. Uh, it's a race to a hotel to get Wangro, we're told, by um, De Niro, not Pacino. And he goes, seven, eight hours max, he'll be out of here. Let's remember that number for a minute, shall we? Seven, eight hours max, okay. he'll be gone. I thought we said 78 for a second. It's like, you've been way no. too optimistic. Uh, Neil chases after. This is a really weird thing where like Edie waits for him to come home. And then is like, that's you, isn't it? That's what you did. Well, it's not what it is, what I don't do. And she like, st- like runs away, but then he catches her and she doesn't like fight anymore. Like, I guess, you know, he's a dangerous man, but she kind of gives up a little bit. And then he goes, she gives in too easy. And then he goes, and the next morning, he goes, 22 hours from now, we'll get out of here. And I'm like, man, dude, seven to eight hour predictions, like way off. Yeah. <laughs> and he keeps her like kiss her and she keeps like pulling away. I thought he was going to say 30 seconds would be out of here. Yeah. <laughs> And then uh, we go, uh, um, 
Pacino goes home and uh, he finds Ralph <laughs> sitting on his couch. I like Ralph. <laughs> I mean, I feel like Ralph is like, I did not know. I will just leave. He's like, no, you sit, sit down. down. But the thing he doesn't like is that he's watching his TV. Yeah. You can sleep with my wife, but don't you dare watch my TV. Oh, that's great. Um, and yeah, um, I really feel sorry for Ralph. I do. I don't think, Ra- I think Ralph, Ralph just went out, what he was getting met to, someone who probably led him to believe that she wasn't attached. Yeah, yeah. And he's woken up to Al Pacino monologuing on him. <laughs> That's enough to scare anyone. That's every man's nightmare. Yeah. Uh, Chris has taken off on his own, we find out, because he's looking for Charlene. And then that night, so we're definitely way past seven, eight hours tops. Uh, Neil knows there's no point of going anywhere if it's without Edie. And now she's in. Yeah. Yeah. Again, uh, that feels so quick. For someone who's so against it and so... Yep. You know, if you didn't want that sort of life, you'd go, no. We find out that Chris is on his way to the safe house. And uh, they say all that Charlene has to do is identify him. Yeah. At which point I'm like, you guys were following him. You knew who he was. Why do you need Charlene to do the identification? Exactly. This I feels that. this feels really lazy. Unless it's unless it's to lure him in with her. It was just an ID because they had cops everywhere. Oh, okay. Remember there was a cop just down the road. Yeah. But there, there were cops on the scene waiting to take him. Maybe he'd have kept on driving if he saw the cops. The cop literally blocked the street, and he did see the cops. He stopped yeah. for them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All the things you're saying would have happened did happen. Yeah. Very true. true. So um, she signals to him as she goes out there. He's cut his hair. Yes. And she signals to him that uh, not safe. So he goes to drive away. The cops don't buy it. So Bubba's like, get him. And his paperwork clears. I like to think getting some shrimp. (laughs) (laughs) Here's some shrimp. (laughs) Says his name is Bubba Blueford Blue. (laughs) On your way, son. <laughs> he drove on a Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> he just kept on driving. Um, it's turned into Spellman Luis <laughs> at the end here. Um, so that is it. Uh, nothing's going right for Vincent because uh, he's declared that Neil's gone. He throws the TV on the street and drives off. <laughs> and then the extra just points. Oh, at he goes. What's up? No, it was me doing the an impression the of the extra that oh, just points okay. at the TV. He go tell you what, someone should have done at the hotel room. He goes in and the carpet's wet. And you're like, why is the carpet wet? Because yeah. I think George went carpet's wet and I went. He went, why are they showing us? The yeah, why are they showing us the carpet's wet? I'm like, I don't understand. Who's there? And why wouldn't he have So I was thinking Wayne Grow. I was thinking, hopefully not whatever his name was, Ralph. Uh, <laughs> no. I'm like, who's in the bathroom? And he looks out over the city, but it's not nearly as nice. Because every time we saw that was a much nicer view. For, uh, but then he goes back and we see that he opens the door and we've got Lauren in the bathtub. Yeah, not the point. Having cut her wrist and thigh. It's tough. Very tough. And that's his stepkid, isn't it? And he's the one who he's seen- just wa- he and the missus have just broken up. Yeah, and he's the one who seemed to show her a lot of love for someone who's not. Do you know and mean? she was kind of always, he's always there for her. It was, and, and, her, and her own father wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. What I don't understand is that we don't get any any ending to this part of the story. Well, we do. We get one throwaway line. We get, we get, we get one throwaway line. Do we? Yeah. So what, listen up and, okay. you know, because as, as you said last week, you, you, you listened to the podcast as it's going on. So <laughs> there wasn't, there was not enough blood in that water. Well, no, no, but come on. What, what do you, what do you t- want it here? Of, it was a sl- light shade of pink. It was a light shade of pink, but what do you want? Yeah, exactly. A darker shade of oh, red. Oh, no, no. No, it had been too dark. No, I, I think I'm going to leave him on that one. I mean, yeah. sometimes, you know, 
But I didn't realise what had happened because it wasn't. Oh, okay, I did. I yeah, thought someone I did. did it too. Yeah, no. that's, what I, that's yeah. what I was no. expecting the whole no, time. She, no, because they find her earlier. I skipped over the scene, but she was, I just wanted to be alone. She's clearly depressed. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I, got, I got that, but like. I, I thought for a split that second that, that someone was messing with them, but I went, no. Once I thought back, I went, this totally lines up with the whole movie. I'll tell you what, her never. father's never there for her. Exactly. She yeah, just yeah. wants to be by herself. Doesn't even call anybody. It's just out there by herself. And then you find her like that. It, it, it makes sense because yeah. we forgot about her too. Natalie Pullman in this scene is amazing. Well, she just lays there, dude. Yeah, but, uh, but she's literally floppy. Do you know what I mean? Do you know how the way is? she's been? The way she's been positioned. Yeah. Okay. No, no. When he picks her up and she's. Just, oh, okay. Fair enough. Okay. She's she just ragdolls. To do. Yeah. Yeah. I guess so. Yeah. I'm just saying. She's it's supposed to if you picked her up and she was like, "Hello, my baby. <laughs> Hello, my honey. Hello, my ragtime gal." Hello. Fun fact. Not so fun fact, but fact that I have to teach children at my other job. So with the bushcraft and stuff, so we teach children. We use do knife safety and stuff. Anyway, we have to teach them if they cut their femoral artery. Femoral artery is the big one that runs up your thigh, which is obviously she's cut in this. You have about mm, two minutes. Yeah, 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 I know what you mean. That doesn't mean she's doesn't mean she's been successful. Although he does say it looks like she cut both her arteries. It's a movie. It's a movie. Yeah, 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 it's a movie. But uh, yeah, I know. Okay. So, what does he do? Because I think it's setting us up for something here. So, sorry, Ethan, you were going to say something, I think. Oh, no, I was just having fun. I'll tell you, I was not expecting this. No. That point, I I, I audibly went on, oh, oh, oh no. I was, I was sitting there going, I wasn't expecting that. And I'm not it's sure if it's exploitive or not. I don't know. It's kind of a side plot that didn't really go anywhere. And then all of a sudden, this happens. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It Which I'm okay like- with. I'll, 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 I'll stand by George's perspective where it feels like... It's not, she doesn't feel it was wrapped up. I feel it's wrapped up way too, here's a line, now go away. Yeah. <sighs> um, and it also brings um, him and her again. That's what it does. It, so um, he then goes to the hospital and uh, he's brought her in. He goes, I need a doctor. I need a doctor. And some nurse goes, calm down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she was the worst. Like she was the worst actress in the movie. I, mean, I, I, I don't know what the sisters were in the in the scene with the prostitute, but this nurse sucks. Yeah, but she did as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and like I swore the nurse when she said "calm down," I was like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa!" Yeah. You got someone wrapped up and calm down. Oh, let's get over here and actually start looking at what we're talking about you here. Would, wouldn't you? Yeah. And it turns out, long story short, she's okay. Yeah. Which the nurse comes back and goes, she. She's okay. I'm like, I don't think suicide's that simple where you go. She kind of has to be okay. With it would me. be more like, and she was like, she's not just the nurse. The doctor probably would have come, but it's like, oh, it's the, the person we saw earlier. So we don't have to pay two actors. Let's just do the same <laughs> one twice. Because when, when you talk, they have to pay you more. It's a different yeah, scale. They do, yeah. yeah. So I. <sighs> but she had to be okay. Otherwise, he wouldn't have left. She, she has to be okay because we're going to hear. So basically then we have this nice kind of. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to think. Oh, no, we need to go back to the hospital. So we skip it for a bit. Uh, Nate phones Neil as he's on his way to the airport and <laughs> says, here's some information about Wayne Grow. And he goes, you're home free, brother. And he goes, all right. He says, now, you probably don't want to know, but I'll just let you know. Wayne Grow's at the, uh, this hotel under the name of Jameson. Yeah. In case you wanted to. Know. I don't want to know. Great. Didn't think you would. Have a good life. And then uh, Neil does like a Yui in like two seconds. Yeah, <laughs> you think why? He's a he's a prisoner wrong? to his to his code. Yeah. And um, Neil then goes into the um, restaurant, I guess, in the hotel, and gets the room number in a really clever way by picking it up and going, 
Mr. Jameson ordered a BLT, and of course they screwed it up again. Can I get his room number so I can give him the replacement? Totally legit. Really yeah, clever. Yeah, yeah. Really yeah. clever. It happens all the time, she R- says. Really, yeah, yeah. Uh, she goes, yeah, it's okay, I got it. And then he gets up and he jams the elevator and pulls the fire alarm. Um, I guess he's thinking about his exit, but I'm like, you're also creating like a mass panic, which is going to create like so many people there to watch. And did you notice there was no one running by him? There was no one else coming out of the room. Well, maybe no one was in the hotel that night at that time. <laughs> On that floor. Yeah, maybe yeah, not. Maybe. Maybe they cleared the whole floor. Maybe. Um, well, no, because Wayne Grow oh, yeah, isn't with yes, the cops. He's not. You're right. You're Wayne right. has no idea he's been watched. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. felt like he was. Um, <laughs> yeah, I saw Wayne Grow's in some sort of protection. I don't think he is like, anyway. He lied his way. Maybe. Yeah, he could have. You know, he could have. Yeah. bigger fish to fry rather yeah. than Wayne Grow. Uh, at the hospital, Justine gives uh, a chance for her and uh, Vincent to end up back together. And he explains. He goes, look, you really don't want me, which is great because, you know, he's hurting. He doesn't want this to be. He goes, you're right. I am chasing after these people. That's who I am. That's she, always who but, I am. But she said earlier, no matter all your flaws, yep. I still love you. I don't know why I do, but I do. Yeah. And he gave her that exit. He's cut her loose. Yeah, she yeah. can't cut herself loose, so he will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a nice moment. He's it's a good the, point. The greatest thing. It's a good point. Um, and then we've got, uh, so he goes off and says, oh, phone me when it happens. Yeah, well, and this is the whole, like, it's okay, but you leave now. And then uh, we go to the face-off with Wayne Grove for um, Macaulay and Neil. I thought this was clever. Well, the first he goes, come on, fire alarm, yada, yada, yada. And yeah, he turns yeah. around and acts like he's directing people it's, with his flashlight. Yeah, it's brilliant. So that Wayne Grove will, like, open the door, and then he slams backwards and takes him out, puts him on the couch, Two shots in the chest, yeah. one, one shot one execution head. style yeah. in the head. Yeah, really. Nice. And then uh, he backs into the LAPD as he leaves the room, yeah. told the to freeze, and he, the LAPD suck, man. And he starts <laughs> moving backwards. Yeah, because, oh, really clever. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you'd think, well. The guy um, should like kicked his like, knee out or something yeah, and yeah. made him go, yeah. Um, he's taken down, and uh, he's almost ready to get into the car, and Edie's been waiting for him. And he sees Neil, and exactly what you thought was going to happen, he drops the girl. Yes. Fun fact. So, uh, the in the time between him spotting, what's the... Edie. No, 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 the, the policeman. Oh, Hannah. Hannah. Vincent Hannah. In the time between he spots Hannah and he runs is 42 seconds. Okay? 12 seconds. Hey, this is very sully. So, in those 42 seconds of indecision. Yeah, yeah. no, no. In, in the 42 seconds, 12 seconds of it are him processing that he's just seen Hannah. 30 seconds of it of him are him looking at Edie and then leaving. Oh, so it's 30 seconds. It's 30 seconds. Wow. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And she's broken, man. Yeah. Because she was willing to forgive everything he is. And there's no And he still drops said. her. No, nothing said. Nothing said. No, it's a good scene. The performance good. is good too. Like the life looks like it's drained from her face. Yeah, she's like, very especially good. as Hannah runs past her. She's just gormless. Yeah. Um they run into an airplane hangar. Okay, this is where the movie gets away it's a shame this is where the movie gets away from me yeah, yeah yeah and there's this really long chase scene of two guys who are probably the other side of 50 running yeah i'm using this term kind of generously <laughs> light they jogging with very fast. little motivation it seems <laughs> yeah. across great stretches of land uh like great de niro had like land. de niro had so many chances to just like ditch him or like he get did, him he did oh it was a little bit hard to understand but it ended up being this thing where they end up by this area where the the planes light up because they're by a runway and if i can use this light that'll blind the person in the middle of it i can shoot him and then it outthinks him he does get it mm-hmm. and then he goes and he lines up and you think he's got him and the pacino beats him to the shot which means i'm gonna present 
or postulate. Good word. Never used it before. Right, so shut it, didn't I'm going to postulate that De Niro does hesitate. Yeah, I hadn't thought. I don't think he can shoot him. And I think Pacino does what he said he would do and does shoot him for whatever that is. Because he does get the beat on him. We all thought, oh, you, you are. I think Ethan, you said something similar when we watched yeah, it. We went, I was, so I was really surprised he didn't get the first shot off because the movie shows us he recognizes Pacino before Pacino recognizes yeah, De Niro. Yeah, Pacino saw his shadow and he just reacted to his shadow. I don't think. I think Pacino had for, uh, De Niro had first go. He doesn't, even, he doesn't even fire the gun. It's not even like he like fires it and it's in the air or fires it and it's somewhere else. I think he has. He doesn't tits. shoot. Yeah, I think that's De Niro's whole arc, though, because he's okay. most of the film being like, "Oh yeah, you, you, families are stupid. You shouldn't have families," and he sees it throughout his entire gang and starts to let. Okay, them off may, for may, it may, then, maybe you're right in this, right? In the uh, fact that maybe, De, Niro, De Niro sees um, uh, Pacino, yep, and by seeing him, makes him hesitate. Yes, Pacino doesn't see him; he sees his shadow. Cool, yeah, and he turns and reacts and to does it. And he said he never, and he doesn't hesitate. He 100 percent does. As soon as yeah. he sees it. He goes for it. Yeah. I think the general sees him in the flesh. And for some reason, like the whole plan was, I know where he'll be standing. I know he'll be disoriented. I know I can do this and I'll have him. And we see it. Pl- no, a whole thing happens without dialogue, which is frustrating because I feel like it's really drawn out. <laughs> yeah. And then that happens and he dies and we just get credits. Well, he did say that one thing. He said, I did say I can't go oh, back. And he, yeah, I did say I hand. can't go back and he holds up the hand and that's yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, and I like brothers in arms. In yeah, in a sense, you know, two guys who said they were going to be and did what they were going to do for the most part till the end and they yeah, die yeah, yeah. two sides of the same coin. Yeah, yeah. But that's it. I can kind of perceive maybe him hesitating for the fact that he's just left. Um, oh, Edie. 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 Really hard to remember her name. Yeah. You, Oh, no, I was just like, what would Edie be short for? I would be short for Edith, and then I remembered it. So I was like, yeah, he's he's just left Edie and left her rule alone. I think his hesitation is like, I can't have someone else be left alone through me killing uh, Pacino. Oh, maybe. I don't know if I'm going oh, that. I think we're going too deep. I think, it's, I think it's way too one on one. I don't yeah, think yeah, it's about yeah. anything bigger no, than that. No, no, I think no. it's, I can't shoot you. Yeah, yeah. I've met you now. I paused. Got to, yeah. I paused. I know you a little bit too well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not like yeah. Wayne Grow, who he saw once and that was it. Not like Van Zandt, who he heard once on the phone and that was it. Oh. He knows this guy. Yeah. Respects this guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I don't think it was going to be like, I, I, but I don't think it does play on that whole um, level of point break where we're expecting maybe then him to go go on yeah go go saw what happened oh it was someone else <laughs> yeah and that was he, he's not coming back and he like runs and jumps on a plane wheel or something like that <laughs> <laughs> and then mclean takes him down and that was heat that was heat um I, I, i'm still trying to figure it out yeah i start one of them ones that i didn't dislike it no, I didn't. But that's also. Quite, I'm not Gaga for it. I thought it was too long. Uh, it's bloated. Yeah, very. It's bloated. It's a long movie with a lot of setups that never really get finalized. My, yeah, I think my big issue, I, mean, I think it ties into what you're saying here, is that for a cast as big as this was, and it was a big cast, huge. Surely a couple of side plots. If you're going to have a movie that's bloated, you got to have some side plots. Mm hmm. For me, there's other there's tons of characters I could have cared about more, and like, what happened with Donald isn't really a satisfying arc. They just popped in on him a couple of times. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I I could have done. I was okay with Charlene and Chris. They were the closest thing we got, and that was I was really hard. Actually, it was a really tender moment when they have to let each other go. Wasn't it quite weird though how they let Chris survive, and yet Chris is the one that doesn't hesitate in killing people and getting away. I think if things go badly, then she loses her spot because now she's with the cops, right? Yeah. So maybe this is the thing you can do for her. Oh, okay. 
he's going to screw up as a husband. Maybe in this situation, this is what helps her remake her life. Yeah. Yeah. Because she's been a redundant character, really, in this. Oh, she's not. such a star name. Yeah. She's not really. Yeah, actually, Judd, 95, 96, huge deal. Yeah. Huge deal. It's not not a big part of her. Not the highest she'd ever be, but she's she's getting there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. But then again, what big female roles are there in this film? Justine and, and I don't know. Yeah. All right. It's that time. Let's go ahead. and it obviously, is. Can I hit the right button this time? We're in the end game now. And we are on the end game now. Liam, we need a random word, buddy. Random word. The random word is. Oh, I'll read it down. <laughs> uh, slick. Slick. Yeah, that's a good one. Slick. Yeah. I thought of it when I was halfway through the movie. And I was like, yeah. slick. <laughs> and I had to write it down because I knew I'd forget. <laughs> All right. Slick. Pippin was just sleeping very cutely and I got distracted. All right. Uh, let's talk about the he money. The money, that. money, money. $60 million budget. That's not bad considering you've got Pacino and uh, De Niro <sighs> and that cast. I think a lot of the cast probably came in on the cheap once you had the two of them. Yeah. Um, how much do they get made? Mm. I think it did moderately well. I can't remember being a big, big deal at the time. So I'm going to say about... 280? 280, okay. Georgia? I saw it. Okay, Ethan? I'm going to go 180. I think this becomes a cult classic. I think Ethan saw it. Uh, Whenever we have Ethan on for games like this, it made 187.4. I didn't look it up. I'm just really smart. Uh, (laughs) I heard about this as a home video. I didn't hear about this in theaters at all. This is in Canada where like every every TV show commercial break, we generally have some sort of a a film trailer on. I don't remember being a big thing at the time. Really? Okay. Yeah. 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 Me either. Uh, So I'm really quite surprised to see this. It doesn't really win any big awards. So nothing of note. It's not nominated for any big awards. So uh, that that kind of movie. Yeah. Chasey Chasey and Gunny Gunny. I can ask you whose story it is. It's, 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 It's the two guys. Of course. That's really it. I mean, yeah. It's about their relationship through the whole movie, isn't it? Yeah, the fact that they, they can't find romantic success, what they're married to or their jobs, however you want to phrase that. But yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's kind of who they are and what they are. Uh, the story here, I don't know. This is Batman and the Joker having a conversation. <laughs> Basically. It is. Yeah. It is, yeah. <laughs> I haven't thought of that. Two people who are just so diametrically opposed, but at the top of their game. Diametrically yeah. opposed. And there's this opposed. like... Somehow respect between them. Yeah, there yeah, is. for what there they is. do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, okay, Georgie, why don't you start us on this now? Role of I should say this. Ellie's not. It's taking like two hours. Ellie's not here. She's not. Uh, I think she's away. This is her second of three weeks. I think she's away next week, and then and then she's back. Then she's back. So just wanted to explain an hour and fifty eight minutes or whatever it is after I'm the editing <laughs> into the podcast why Ellie's not here. All right, Georgia, role of women. I mean, there's only really. Two of note, and then the third that gets about three lines and then gets killed. Um, no, three, three, and then a fourth that gets killed. Yeah, but they're all just accessories to their husbands. Uh, I think they. And Justine them, is the one who's not. Yeah, she does have some some leverage. But not. She has her own life. That's the problem. Is she's too distinct from his life. Yeah. yeah. And then so you do, because it's about his life. You don't know anything about her. But we find out that she even admits she's so zonked out on Percocet and whatever yeah, it is. Yeah, to, yeah. yeah. Which we do see right at the start when she's clearly not there. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So it's just a bit. Meh. Yeah, I'm not sure. I like the idea that it's his fault. She's on Percocet, which is kind of how it's presented. I, did come I don't like that. that. No, I don't like that. Um, but 
it is like built around only being infatuated with De Niro. Like she follows him from her work to the bar and then becomes so obsessed with him that she still follows him after whatever. And And then still left behind. Yeah. Yeah, what what are women never things that we have to make? Actually, you know what this you know what this film is? Women are the things we have to decide if we're gonna keep them or not. They're essentially yeah. groupies to them. There is one key decision for each character about do you keep the woman or do you cut her loose? Yeah, yeah basically. And everybody cuts the woman loose except for Chris. Yeah. Who kinda has to. He, he has doesn't to. want to, yeah, but he yeah, has yeah. to. So it's not very good. I don't think it's good. Even the violence against women in the sense yeah. of uh the, the one that really got my heartstrings uh, are two. It's it's Donald's widow. Yeah. And it's the mother of the prostitute. Yeah. They're both really, really strong uh, in very, very minor roles, actually, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. So um, there is that. Um, do we have a uh, do we have a favorite character? In her very, very, very brief role, uh, Donald's wife. Okay, Donald's wife. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I just thought she was amazing in that in the very little role that she has. It stood out. She was good um, for me. Which I didn't think I was going to say this, but Val Kilmer. Yeah, I understand. I understand. You know I mean, there, there was a loyalty there to De Niro, and there was also loyalty to his wife, girlfriend, whoever. Yeah. Um, and I think that's why the film lets him get away. Yeah, lets him survive. You know, there was a there was a, always a loyalty there for what he believed in. Yep. No, no, no. And uh, and you you sort of go along with it. You you do. I mean, so yeah, Val Kilmer. Okay, Ethan. I'm going to go Pacino for the sole reason that through most of this film, I was going, I really don't like Pacino's acting in this. I really don't like it. He's so over the top. But it's the second he gets to that halfway point and he comes face to face with De Niro that he just changes like a dime and his acting just becomes like 11 out of 10 and there's respect and appreciation and just so much heart by the end that I love the entire arc and journey his character goes on. It's nice to see him go quiet. Yeah. I think that's what it was. I'm going to give Ethan a little, uh, little cultural uh, public service announcement here. Oh no! Go for it. Yeah, um, the, uh, the expression just turns on a dime. <laughs> oh no! Because a dime's very, very small, and so if you turn on it, it means that it's a very abrupt change. It didn't take very long to turn around. Changes like a dime. Dimes don't change. <laughs> dimes are dimes that's what they are <laughs> I was looking at you give me this looks like oh no did I choose his favourite character again no this is, no, this is a reference uh, it's really difficult I guess I'm gonna go I wanna be someone like Edie I really do but I'm gonna go with it's gonna go with Macaulay I thought you would it's a very good fellas you kinda, like, here's my question Throughout the movie, if you had to choose, were you on Team De Niro or Team Pacino? De Niro. I was on De Niro. Yeah, I was De Niro. I was on the guy getting away. That's what I was rooting yeah, for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was flip-flopping, but by the end, like, by the halfway well, point... By the, yeah. There's a certain point where they tell me, no, he has to go down. Well, the thing is, they show you all the way through the film that he has principles in the fact he doesn't really want to hurt somebody. Yeah. Even though he says, if you get in my way, I will take you down. Yeah. He's always helping somebody, whether it be Val Kilmer... Um, Whoever it be, and it's also he says it second. So Pacino says it to him first, and then he responds with that. Yeah. Just you know, it, it's the reverse is true. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now that you threaten my life, I can threaten yours back, and it's yeah, not nearly yeah. as bad. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But I, I liked him more than Pacino. I'm just curious, George. Are we on Team Pacino or Team? Oh wait, you thought it was the same person. I thought they were. The same. <laughs> I, I was actually going to throw myself under that bus. You just thought you it, was, it was. It was. It was like a team. It was like Forrest playing ping pong with himself the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, I will say, 
I don't know, mentioned to Bubba for just being Bubba, yeah. like, I would not have thought it was the same actor. I didn't think it. Yeah, bless I didn't him. Think it. I thought it was really good too. Which is nice to see him actually do a role, you know, where he had like, you know, proper dialogue and, yeah. and, and whatnot. So now we've got, um, oh, I've, I've left my sheet over here. I got talking. Um, best moment, best element. Ooh, I did write this down. Uh, I quite like the scoring. I thought the scoring was very clever. Scoring is very, very good. Yeah. You can see why he would later go on to do Batman Forever. I've not seen it. Okay. Or was that sarcasm? <laughs> Val Kilmer was in both. So okay. Yeah, he was, yeah. It was, it was the meeting in the diner. Oh, the summit. I, I, loved, I loved the honesty. Yep. You know, you've got two guys on either side of the law that really want to take each other down. Now they're getting to know each other and they've been really, really honest and brutally honest with each other. You know, they're not trying to make out, I'm the hero this, I'm the hero. Yeah. They're like, look, my life sucks. They're both damaged. But I'm after you. Yeah. Apparently you know that I mean? was the scene in the script that got them both to sign on. Cool. Was it? Uh, yeah, for me, that was that was the scene. I'm going to go with the intro. That first heist, I think, is just robbery is, I think, really well done and sets the tone for the film, especially, like, who the characters are, what they do, and I think it's a good introduction to all of the main players and then De Niro as well. Uh, not uh, Pacino. Okay. Because it shows sort of his thinking, what he's like as a detective, as a police officer, and then it just shows everyone else is a firecracker and works so well as a team, and this one cog will then go on to cause all of the, the chaos. I, I think it's really well done. Okay. Uh, have we all gone now? It's just me? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. you, yeah. <sighs> um... I'm trying to think of a specific part of the story. I don't know if... Um, I like the, the bank robbery and the and the, and the lorry and the armored car robbery, but it makes it feel like it's going to be a different movie than what you're getting. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, oh, it's this cool thing with it. I like, take down all... It's, a lot of it's very slow, actually, and yeah, sort of thought out. Um, I'm going... I'm really, I'm really at a loss here. I'm going to go with just the double act that is De Niro and Pacino. And obviously, that's what the whole movie's based around. And these two guys bouncing off each other. Okay. I like that they made us wait an hour and 28 minutes for them to meet. And then when they did it, it had gravity. And once they do, it's the summit. There it is. And whenever you see them on screen together, you, you like... Yeah. You, like, you made me wait for it. And yeah, then you made sure the payoff was worth it. It was a great yeah, scene yeah. when you get them there. Even, even the mini scene where it's like, cup of coffee. You're like, yeah, all right. Yeah. That was all right. Uh, yeah. So I will go there. Uh, it's it's it's, it's it's a difficult film. Oh, it's stylish. I said it before. It's a really stylish looking film. Yeah. So I'll go there. Um, have you ever grumble? Yes. Okay, go ahead. The bit where um, uh, De Niro takes the girl back to his and the, the scenery at the back, the view of the LA. The view of LA. That was horrendous. That was really not cut well together. Okay. Um, because you said that they weren't filmed um, in any studio or anything. Nope. I felt like that was filmed in a studio and then the... That's a really excellent put, point. Yeah, it just looks... It, I didn't, know it's, it didn't feel real. What I think the problem is, is it's really hard to light outside. Yeah. And they made it something that they had to do something with in post to try and lighten that up or change it or do something. Yeah. Just or maybe they hung up... I don't know how they would have done it, but yeah, something didn't go right there. And I really didn't like Val Kilmer's hair. Okay. <laughs> Georgia. It was too long and there were too many different characters that didn't get payoffs or any sort of thing that i should care about them for which meant for me someone who struggles with identifying different people in films um the fact that they didn't have anything for me to care about mentioned that i meant that i couldn't latch onto them which meant i didn't know who was who know what you need 
What do I need? When I play like Madden on my PlayStation, mm. if you pass a guy the ball, it'll say what his name is and his jersey number. Yeah, what was the film you that need had, that like, in films where yeah, like all of a sudden yeah. Tom Hanks is Tom Hanks, and it just <laughs> lets you know a little yeah. circle around him who he is. Tom Hanks character name. character name, who he's related to that, in the film. That's it. Yeah, he's that's the that's ability that's to kind of do that. I need that. Yeah, uh, Ethan, that'd be great. Almost, almost all of the uh, conflict, the majority of the conflict in this film, didn't need to happen because of one slip up which is fundamentally impossible to happen because De Niro shouldn't be able to lose uh, the Nazi it does he ask should. you a very big forgive to go wait how does he lose the Nazi and why are we not making a big deal out of this there yeah. is no possible way that you can pin someone to the ground yep, no, you're right. up and lose them without knowing you're it's right so it's so breaking to me yep it doesn't ruin the film it's just such a contrivance that frustrates me the entire time it's quite interesting that he's supposed to be this slick guy and yet he lets oh, go of slick <laughs> like tom sizemore's the no tom sizemore's slick oh is he yeah oh yeah, yeah, yeah of course um i'm gonna go for mine which is the third act's really underwhelming mm-hmm. the the ending is everything from when like he goes and gets edie the I'm, I'm all in on charlene and chris having their moment yeah yeah same. where he's cut his hair that's a really emotional moment of the film yeah I think the whole bit from where he goes ahead and he shoots Wayne Grow yeah. and he gets out and he sees, I know it's paying off things we've talked about, but the execution, like the moment where he like chooses to leave, that's a good moment. Yeah. But in the end of the day, it's supposed to be building towards this like last minute run thing. And that took forever. And it was stupid. It <laughs> Do you know was, what I mean? It was. It was. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it really was. It was stupid. like the most contrived way to get to a, 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 the idea about do you have the ability when the decision's there to take that moment? I would have liked to have seen um, Macaulay. Yep. I would like to have seen De Niro leave and not take the opportunity to go and get him, but Wayne Grove get his comeuppance by someone else. Like. Uh, yeah, but that, 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 that's his, that's his, that's his fatal flaw, though. You know, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, he's a victim to his whatever, and it's right there, and it's like the hero, he's a flawed hero, and he's going, and he's like, no, I have to go back and yeah. do this thing. I'll be back in just one moment. Do we have time? So here, I think the script is well written. I think, I think they wrote a script for a two hour and 10 minute movie and put a two hour and 45 minute movie around it. Yeah. yeah where everything got stretched out you know what i mean because yeah. actually if you boil this down to a two hour and ten minute movie the script's really good yeah. i really like it so there is that so that is my thoughts so now we're just i don't have my end page game page and that's fine uh, i think we're now going anybody's best role ever mm, no no i don't have anybody here no i don't georgia it's not, it's not even above us, is it? <laughs> no, no. So it is what yeah, it is. Yeah. So I guess now we're left with uh, what do we usually do first? We usually do this first, Ethan. I think you're up. Yep. Here we go. Age game, age game. Let's all play. I never want to hurt my age. What's my age again? What's my age again? The age game. <laughs> <laughs> That was brilliant. Uh, Ethan, you're, you're, you're subbing in in more than one way today for yeah. Friday. Why don't you go ahead and give us the edge game? Yeah, so first we've got uh, Al Pacino himself. Okay. Which one's Al Pacino? Uh, goatee. No, sorry. No goatee. No, no, no goatee. goatee. He's the cop. Okay. The cop. Yes. 53. I was like a pirate. <laughs> <laughs> 53. Uh, 50. 54. 55. Hey. Oh. I knew it was close. Yeah. 
Uh, so we'll go, you know, to the polar opposite of De Niro. Bobby De Niro. <sighs> 57. Oh, really? You think he's older? Yes. No, hang on. I I'm, said 57. I'm, I'm, I'm stuck there. I'm going 48. 50. 52. Yeah. Ooh. I knew I was a bit high because I remembered, yeah. I remembered Goodfellas. He was older yeah. than we thought, but not as old as I've yeah, got him. Yeah. So Georgia gets that one. Hey. Well done, Georgia. And then we're going to go straight to De Niro's right You know, hand. I just lost to someone who can't tell them apart. Do you realize that? <laughs> I also just gave the show made for both. Yeah. But, uh, Val Kilmer. Oh. That's, the, that's Evil Thor, yeah? yeah. He's, uh, yeah, Ponytail. Yeah, Evil Thor. 43. Blonde one. Blonde one, yeah. What'd you say? 43. Okay. 32. Oh, see, I think I think you're really close. I'm going to go... Oh, which one do I want to go? Do I want to go high or do I want to go low? I'm going to go... Uh, you said 32? Mm-hmm. 33. 36. Hey! Uh, I, that. I can't get my head around the fact that I'm 41. That's throwing me off. Because <laughs> I, I, he looks older than me. <laughs> I keep, for some reason, I don't exist when I do these things, but I don't want to think about it too hard. No. And then we're going to go to uh, De Niro's love interest, Edie. We're going to go to Amy Brenneman. Mm. I think she's younger. I think she's 28. 33. 30. 30. 31. Ooh. Oh, yeah, that one. Ooh. 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 21 year age difference. And uh, William Finkner. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Van Zandt. Oh, Van Zandt. Zandt. Oh, the, the skinny guy that yeah. is like. The guy doesn't sleep. Yeah. 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 Uh, oh. Uh, oh, that's 38. Nah. 32. Really? Yeah. You're that young. I am. 43. George is the closest, 39. Wow, good oh. job, yeah. Oh. That's it, Georgia yeah. wins. Well done, Georgia. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, I got two. De- yeah, I think, I don't think, I got one. I got I one. I only did four. Yeah. There we go. I won. Yep. Uh, D- Danny Trejo has always been like 61 years of age. Yeah, that doesn't change. He never changes. He's just an old, He old, always has yeah. like AE wrinkles. He does. He does. Them. Uh, there we go. So, uh, Georgia, now it's time for uh, Critics Corner. What did critics think about this film? Uh, didn't didn't hate it, by all means. I think quite a lot of people actually really, really liked it. There was just a handful that didn't like it. Uh, so, we'll start with one of them. We've got Janet, Janet Maslin from the New York Times. Uh, it says, as heat progresses, its sensational looks pale beside storytelling weaknesses that expose the more soulless aspects of this cat and mouse crime tale. She didn't like it very much. Okay. Um, we have got uh, Mike Clark from USA Today. He says, uh, for a film that deserves Oscars for photography, editing, sound, and arguably scoring, he is packed with unforgettable sub-characters. That's really funny because it doesn't receive any Academy Award no. nominations. Uh, strange. And then one from our a good friend, Roger Ebert. Ebs. Uh, he actually gives it three and a half out of four, so big fan. Wow, yeah. Uh, it says... Uh, Michael Mann's writing and direction elevate this mater- this material. It's not just an action picture. Above all, the dialogue is complex enough to allow the character to say what they're thinking. They're eloquent, insightful, fanciful, poetic when necessary. They're not trapped with c- cliches. Of many imprisonments possible in our world, one of the worst must be to be inarticulate, to be unable to tell another person what you really feel. These characters can do that. Not that it saves them. It's interesting. The only characters they actually tell the truth to seem to be each other. Yeah, it yeah. does, yeah. Uh, I, I would say it's, I think one of the greatest misnomers about Heat, and maybe the thing I was most surprised by, this wasn't an action movie. I thought I was going in for an action movie, especially the first three minutes it when I'm like, yeah. when I'm like, bam, it's not an action yeah. movie at all. 
Um, I was just thinking I could do some more action. And then we had like the, the bit where they break into the chemical plant for like 16 seconds. They do action yeah. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> it's a drama. It's a crime film. It's, it's not, it's not slick enough to be a, a gangster slick. film. Yeah. No. Um, it's, it's just really interesting how that sits up. I think in that regard. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it's 8.2 on IMDb. So the public love it. 87. So the critics love it on Rotten Tomatoes. So it, it's, it's a really uh, tricky one as far as that goes in the sense that it seems to be fairly well regarded i say that with you know intentional understatement mm-hmm. um our own we put the poll out um heat is a great film good film okay film poor film 75 percent of great film mm-hmm. here's my thing i think heat is a macho film it's very I think heat is a man's film it is a man's film yeah. and i sit here <laughs> michael man. we sit here michael man <laughs> we sit here you know with three of i'm gonna be just honest i think we're the most stereotypically masculine male macho guys i'm currently wearing nail polish so no yeah i'm 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 the one person without my hair dyed a funky color or or, or nail polish on <laughs> that's true that's true i have pink hair but right but now. like i analyze poetry for a living so you know such is yeah um and so, and yet, the, after that was... Butch is the most butch one. There we go. Yeah, she handles axes and things. Yeah, that's, to be fair, you're not wrong. But I can tell two people apart, so there we go. Yeah. Uh, we all can. If I, were, if, if I were to get, like, you know, hunted by someone, I could point them out of police lineup. <laughs> Genuinely terrified that one day I'm going oh, to do that. Uh, 87.5% of people say it's great or good. So let's take a look at some of the specifics. Uh, our poet laureate, Sir Dwayne of Smith... Dwayne Smith. Uh, you said so, Sir Dwayne Smith, and I was you like, go, you go, Dwayne of Smith. <laughs> I don't know what to do. <laughs> or you could do like a big like Sir Dwayne Sir of Royal Smith. Harvey. Yes. <laughs> channel, channel your. Well, it, you're not really a royal highness if you're Sir. He could be. No, you're not royal if you're Sir. No, that's true. Uh, But he says, I've not seen this since my 20s, but I still count amongst my all-time favorites. I have a love of all things De Niro and Pacino, so seeing them together was amazing. The cat and mouse keeps the tension all the way through, and that face-to-face scene is extraordinary. I think that means the the, the cafe, the coffee shop, yeah. 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 Uh, Just Go Watch says, good movie, great ass. (laughs) And the picture they've uh, they've, uh, presented here, maybe if I do that, you can sort of see a little bit of the picture of it's been... Cage. No, that's Pacino. <laughs> <laughs> that's the movie we just saw. <laughs> Let me take a picture of it upside down. No. It looks like Nicolas Cage. Well, just, just, no, people just, just rotate the picture 180 degrees. Oh, jeez. Oh, 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 um. Paul and Griff show say the people wanted the movie with De Niro and Pacino on screen together, and boy, it didn't disappoint. Surely inspired future Nolan films. We've talked about that. Ed from the Film Effect podcast says most anticipated movie episode ever. I'm seriously looking forward to hearing this one. As far as the movie goes heat's always listed as an influential film to such filmmakers as christopher nolan whose opening bank heist in the dark night is inspired by heat and actually the guy who plays van zandt is the is the bank yeah, manager yeah, he is what, georgia picking up on the faces wow. all of a sudden up on the faces it was written as a i was it okay i just read it and ben affleck's the town is clearly inspired by the heist film as well the sound design is flawless and then max burns said cast to die for wonderful dialogue and direction iconic scenes he gives it a 10 of the 10. But Ooh. with all due respect to Max Byrne, what do we think it gets? Okay, I, I, I do like this film. Um, not as much as I thought I did. Uh, I, lo- I, I, I love the cast in it. It's, they're very good. Um, so I'm going to give it seven and a half seconds. <laughs> Seven and a half seconds. Yeah. Okay. Out of 30 seconds. seconds yeah. yeah. Okay, there we go. seconds, yeah. Seven and a half out of 30 seconds. After you felt the heat coming down. <laughs> out of 10. Yeah. All right. So seven and a half. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Georgia. Um, 
I think you're right. I think it is a bit of a man's film. And because I struggled with identifying people and with the length of it and the fact that they didn't wrap up the stories that I was actually interested in, it was just a bit... Uh, I appreciated a lot of the camera work was very nice. A lot of the scoring mm, was, was very, very nice. score was very good throughout. Um, and good. so was a lot of the acting performances. They're not bad at all. They're actually very no. good. I just am not interested in the story. So for that, I'm going to give it seven. Okay. seven. Ethan. I'm really torn because I like, I like this film in concept. Everything that we've talked about is a great pitch for a film. <laughs> But it's like you said, there's 35 minutes of this that doesn't need to yeah. exist. I, I'm going to have a hot take here. I think Michael Mann's trying to have his um, Scorsese epic. It's very, very wow. Scorsese epic. Okay. No, I'm not disagreeing. It's an interesting it's, take. It's trying to be gangster. It's trying to be crime noir, all this kind of stuff. But most of this film, I'm on the edge of my seat. I'm really enjoying it. But because of the flaws with the third act and how long it is going nowhere... It is. I, 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 I can only, I can go seven and a half because it's done. Everything else is masterfully done. It's just got a a, a divot right where it needs it's a just big, glimmers. It needs adrenaline right where it doesn't. Okay, needs adrenaline where it doesn't. That's not a bad show. <laughs> Um, just out of curiosity, I'll go ahead and throw down what I thought you guys were going to say. I'll go on. Uh, I leaned down for an eight, who said seven and a half. Uh, that's not bad. Georgia said seven. I had seven. Down Yay. for Georgia. Seven. Ethan said seven and a half. I said seven and a half for Ethan. Well, well then, yeah. <laughs> so the question is now, what do I think about it? Um, and I guess you're right. Uh, yeah, but let me do mine first. Yeah, let me, yeah, let me yeah, know yeah, if it was yeah. where, where you're at. So, um, it's a film I want to like. It's a film. You mean, yeah. It's a film I really want to like, yeah. and it's a film that I'm coming up with some issues with. Um, I don't feel like ever people have said that in a, in a movie with a cast this large. I feel that we need to not mistake incidents and plot points for side plots, hmm. and that's kind of what happens. Um, we don't get, and because it's because we're aligned so clearly to these two characters, and nobody else matters. It really is Al Pacino, Robert De Niro, Heat. Really Val, Val Kilmer sneakily gets himself in there. Yeah, but even situations like Natalie Portman, where you're going, no, if you look, you look, but then they wrap it up with like a get to the important part, go catch him. Yeah, and it's like this movie wrote itself into I felt a bit of a corner where thematically they did pay off the things that they were going to do. So the script is really clever. But I would stand by my thing where I feel it's long and things that could have been done in five minutes or be done in 10 minutes. And when you put that over the course of a film, yeah. it is carrying about 35 minutes of extra baggage. And I found the final end chase, if you want to call it that. Underwhelming. Very underwhelming. It was. But despite that, the sound is fantastic. When this film is great, it's great. Yes. Yes. The shootout is phenomenal. Oh. Uh, the scene with the armored car was a better version of an ex-president uh, going yeah. in and robbing a bank. Yeah, yeah. So I'm going in here with, he said, looking for the, 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 the witty thing that can pull it out, but I'm not sure if I'm going to find one here. I will go with eight tickets to Las Vegas out of ten. Not Las, <laughs> oh, Las Vegas, oh, yeah, sure. I guess eight. Uh, to do New Zealand out of ten. Yeah, it's an eight. It's an eight. Um, I felt seven and a half. I went, I can't justify that. I went eight and a half. I went, ah, it's not that. Eight and a half, I'm going to walk away going, really liked that. I'm not really liked that. I'm like, that was really good. Yeah, I, I, I tossed with the seven and a half, eight. Um, but... It's a long yeah, film. And I'm, I'm going to give it long films. I mean, yeah. we did... But it has to get 
get your attention all the way through. There's something. If, if you're going to make me sit through something for two hours and 45 minutes, you can't drop the ball of the last hurdle. Oh, and I felt, and did. I felt it did. I felt yeah. it did. And we seem to be in accord, in accord on that. Yeah, we are. Yeah. Uh, so, I, you know, I really like long films and it, this is so technically impressive and there's glimmers of absolute. It's really hard to justify yeah. why you don't give it an excellent mark. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, you yeah. want to go, what's wrong with it? You go, uh, and you name it. Is the score not good? No, the score is really good. Yeah, is the acting is, not good? No, the acting's really good. Is the writing, no, the script's really clever. Practically, it's genius, especially with, like, with the cause. The and, story and, sets yeah. things up and it finishes it up later. But you look at it and you go, it's just an execution. It feels like something got missed. It yeah. needed another rewrite, I think. It needed something in the third act that made me feel as excited. Doesn't mean the scope of it. I shouldn't feel. There's three main set pieces, or there's three main yeah. main incidents in this film. There is the armored car at the start. There is the shootout in the street, secondly. And then there should be a third thing. But the third, whatever happens, it can't be by far, and I mean by far, the worst of the three. No. <laughs> and it was. But do you, know what it feels, do you know what it feels like? It feels like juggling three balls, yeah. right? And then you drop one, but you're still juggling the other two. Yeah. You know what I mean? It feels like... Still count, still juggling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not yeah, really. Yeah, it's one, one hamper ball, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. 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 So there we go. The conclusion feels like meanders. And you can have a film where the ending just is okay. abrupt. Georgia has shown me a picture of uh, Al Pacino with his crazy eyes upside down. <laughs> and is going, it looks right. like a Nicolas yeah. Cage. I'll give you that. But it, it, but it does just feel too perfect when we had to stop the movie and explain <laughs> what had happened because you thought it was the same character throughout. If well, anyone wants to see that comparison, uh, tweet me on Tuesday when just, this comes out and I will, there we go. I will tweet it. So It does look like anyway. Such is there. So that's what we thought of it. Uh, and thank you for, uh, Ed, for, for nominating it. It ended up being yeah, the, the lucky dip on Hot Film summer i enjoyed the lucky dip i'm hoping we can do that again i've got one scheduled i'll put this much in for some time yeah, later in the we'll, year we'll do another one. it's fun to do these things and uh even maybe more more chances for audience participation that we can announce in a couple of weeks yeah. I'll, I'll put that there and we'll uh we've got a big announcement coming in a couple of weeks so yeah so um moving on then will be what are we doing next week Ooh. next week we record on the 26th it releases on the 28th Bond No Time for to Die oh. opens that week. It does. So let's go to Daniel Craig's beginning as Bond oh, before Casino we say goodbye. Royale. Casino Royale is going to be our film of the week. Are we going to have a special guest on? We're going to have a friend of the podcast in so many ways. Richard. Richard. Is going to come join us. You cannot have a Bond movie. can't have a Bond not, movie Richard. without Richard. I know there's people out there who who, who review Bond films. And I, 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 part of me wants to go, yes, but Richard's our guy. He is, he he is, is our Bond guy. guy. Yeah. So he's going to come watch the film with us Good lad. over here and then uh he we are going to he's going to join us around the table here at the studio of awesomeness and oh, we are going to review casino royale a film that uh, is insulting to me as a poker player <laughs> 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 the poker is so bad there's no way there's no i'm getting ahead of myself but there was, there's no way it would happen so that is what is happening next week so uh um, let's go ahead and just make sure uh what have we got coming up this week we have got our real round table we're literally about to record on we back are. to school uh, go ahead get the um well you'll hear what our pick for for next month is at the, well you guys all know so i can go ahead and say that next month we're going no i'm gonna save it i'm gonna save it because the people can find that on friday oh, okay, okay so there we go uh but we are starting to take uh questions again now the quiz is over it that means oh, the next mailbag. month is mailbag. mailbag always enjoy a mailbag i love getting questions about all things food i love food i like uh, we don't get scare questions when, when 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 people ask questions even about podcasts and and 
what we got into it for or, or how do we plan these things out. I, was, I find that I was, really interesting. I was pushed into it. I've seen a really good <laughs> variety so far, so please keep them coming. I've stopped, keep them coming. There's some ones there. Ethan's going to check both of the, the hashtags this month. Because yeah. uh, <laughs> we have a few we have to catch up on from last month that yeah. got missed. So, uh, check, uh, or sort of get something in there if you're interested. That's hashtag BFE mailbag or hashtag ask BFE. Uh, we're also going to have Ethan and I have the last of the Christopher Eccleston episodes yeah, coming nice. up. We did a double episode on, uh, Bad Wolf and, uh, The Parting of the Ways. Yeah. Is that right? Okay, and that is coming out on Saturday. So catch that out on who do you think you are, um, Georgia? Just say catch my episode with Danny and Drew. On catch your episode with Danny and Drew on Tuesday. Catch my episode with Alex from Main Street Finance. Google Google up the Main Street Finance podcast and hear me talking about how films get made monetarily and what it means to be a successful film. Because I think people are mistaken when they think, well, surely it made two times its budget. That means it made money. Not always, as no, we found no, out. No, market and all sorts of things. Yeah, and who's yeah, getting yeah. points yeah, and yeah. where are the points coming from? Is it gross or is it net? All those things matter. Yeah, it does. So go ahead and listen to a really insightful conversation. Insightful. I said that about myself. There, so but we've, we have to put up with. we've got speak about things to put up with. We've got some great content coming up in the next few weeks. So looking forward to that. So um, that's really about it. So please join us next week when we tackle Casino Royale for best film ever. I've been Ethan. I've been Liam. I've been Ethan. And I've been Georgia. And if the music's hit up correctly about now, I would guess you probably got about thirty seconds now to make your way steer at the end of the podcast. Nice. We'll catch you on the flippity-flap. The flippity-flip-flop. Please join us next week when we tackle Casino Royale, Daniel Craig's first James Bond movie. Oh, we can have a we, we could do a pod, we, 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 we episode of doing poker. Oh no, you can't see it. It's going to have to be the coda. <laughs> I can hear him bluffing. I know he's bluffing. Jeez. No one can see it. I know. I know. Fantasy football draft was one thing, but <laughs> listen to us explain poker when the whole basis is we got to keep our cards secret from yeah. each other might be difficult. <laughs>